This podcast is sponsored by JList.com. On JList.com, you can shop from a constantly evolving catalog of anime merchandise such as toys and books, Japanese snacks, anime computer games, and so much more. Support this podcast and visit JList.com for all of your anime shopping needs. Online. I would say that Steins Gate, I'm, I'm, I'm going to open this by saying Steins Gate is arguably one of the most talked about anime of the past five years. Oftentimes when this anime comes up, it's often linked with how have you guys not reviewed this? Why haven't you seen it? It's just a show that a lot of people revere, as you were saying, Kazuo, as being really, really good. And if you look at a lot of the anime lists, whether you subscribe to those or not, Steins Gate, I think, is universally in like the top 10. This is a show that we should have watched a long time ago. You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Thank you for joining us for the 270th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. I'm your host, Chiaki, and I'm joined by... Hey guys, my name is Mitsugi, and it's glad, I'm glad to be here again on this wonderful, brisk day in beautiful Tampa, Florida. Oh, and also <laughs> joined by Bearded Kazuo. Bearded Kazuo. <laughs> you do have a Let's, beard. What's up, everybody? What's going on with that? Just because? I'm super lazy. All right. Wow, that's really that's crazy. That's what's going on. So you're Kazuo is dedicated to being super lazy and making your anime addiction worse. Or you're super cheap and you don't want to buy uh, razors. razors. Yeah. Actually, we're all dedicated to making your anime addiction worse. And But I don't know if we're all cheap with razors. <laughs> you can find us at aaapodcast.com, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, at aaapodcast. YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash AAA podcast. We broadcast live at 4 p.m. EST or 9 p.m. GMT on Sundays. But if you can remember AAAPodcast.com, you can find links to all of that other junk. Did you, did you, do you still have a personal Twitter handle that you're uh, promoting? Um, yeah, I, well, just follow me at AAA Cosmo. That's cool. AAA Cosmo. Yeah, that's that, where all my anime stuff goes that's up. Cool. Okay. And, I'm, I'm uh, going to, I'm going to do it. I've been working up to this for a month. You can follow me at Elise Kova. Oh, okay, fine. Go then. for it. Follow me at Impressive Tony. Okay. Gosh. If, Gosh. We're going, if we're going there. If we're going there. You can follow me at My Balls. <laughs> you d- at, but follow that's not, me at Mitsugi Loves Moe. <laughs> that's not actually, neither of those are actually. actually I, I don't have a Twitter. You can you can email your thoughts to Mitsugi Loves Moe at gmail.com. I've done that. Really? Yeah. So on this episode, we will be discussing the spring 2015 anime. Or should I say. And we have a review of Steinsgate. I should have made a drop of that stupid girl. (laughs) There's still time. We have two news breaks. And the ranting begins. (laughs) She's not stupid. (laughs) I wouldn't mind dropping that girl off a cliff. (laughs) We are going to get to the review later. But first, we have a five-star review. Who wants to read that? I'm going to read it. Go for it. Azure Alert writes, The fantastic hosts and varied topics are what set this podcast apart from the rest. Each host has a 
distinct perspective which generates discussions that are both thought-provoking and entertaining. Despite, li every, despite listening every week, I found myself agreeing with only a few of their reviews and impressions so far. However, I believe that's their charm. I still find their opinions valuable whether I agree with them or not. And get this shit. You ready for this? Okay. Are you bracing yourselves? Hit me with it. Bracing. They should start a Get Kazuo to Japan fund. What? That's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I sure. agree. Go for it. We, and now, uh, until the end of the show, you can make donations to the AA podcast to get Kazuo to Japan. Actually, they should just send us all to Japan. If you send us to Japan, we will live stream like every hour of every day, no matter what it is we're every doing. Every hour. Every anyway, hour. Anyway, Azure Alert, thank you for the five star review. Yes, thank you that very was much. Lovely. New forum members, holy ish, Batman. There's Welcome. My God. Mr. Nurse, Welsh Dragon. Borgihe, Micmac, Alice of Oz, Vidalago. Uh, <laughs> Vidalago. That is for okay, sure stop, not Vidalago. That's Vidalgo. Vidalgo? <laughs> oh, wait. Vidalgo. Vidalago. <laughs> Vidalgo. CN Super. <laughs> it means he keeps cursing under his breath. You let me leave. <laughs> You let me do this on a day with this many forum names. You it's your that. first language. <laughs> Just read them. <laughs> I don't know if it's their first language, though. I don't know where the emphasis goes. Um, <laughs> CN Superpower, Ranchan 2, Forged by Moe, Your Face, Gore Lover, Gantar, Boy Humbug, Sue Summit for Collins? Maybe? Iser I Edder. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Chiaki. You know, you know, Kazuo, Kazuo. Before she started, I was gonna do like an over under on how many names she'd butcher. I would have said it at like four. Oh my god. Well. Yeah. Well, welcome to the forum. I'm gonna go with your face. That's a good one. Because Chiaki's face is very red right now. Is it? Is it really? No, really, it's not. Oh. No. I'm gonna go I was going to say, I blush, like, hardcore. Yeah. Like, I'm a blusher. You're just embarrassed. I mean, you're, you're just used to screwing up the name. I, so. I really am. I'm going to go with uh, Alice of Oz, because Wizard of Oz is one of my favorite movies. I'll go with the name that I couldn't pronounce. What was that again? The Which Vidalgo. one? Vidalgo. It wasn't even a hard name. <laughs> Vidalgo. <laughs> Vidalgo. Vidalgo. Jeez. There we go. Okay, keep going. Okay, got this. trivia. God, God help us. <laughs> We are still in our bombshell blondes trivia, and this week's answer was tri tri Triella. Triella. <laughs> Jesus. What? <laughs> Stop shaking your head, Kazuo. I, um, I tried to defend you <laughs> so much. For the record, Triella is not a bombshell blonde. She's like seven. But, she, but I mean, come on. Blonde. I know it's anime. But and she drops like... bombshells with oh, her gun. Snap. Like, literally. That's like right. Like, she well, blows shit up. I, yeah, I don't know. Silenced. Those who got it correct were Fried Raptor, Guntar, Baka Ichigo, Chibi Rob, Kazuo is Senpai, The Engineer, or The Engineer, as I like to say, Shakespeare, Cyber Dude, Outlaw Messenger, David the Demon, Icy Rose, Takoyaki, and Galastic Casanova. Galastic? Gal <laughs> oh, Galastic? Did I say that? Galactic uh, Casanova? <laughs> the winner for the week is Gantar. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 M -m -m mailbag. Bag, 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 bag. 
if you want to send us a mailbag, you can go to our main page at aaapodcast.com and click on the tab called Mailbag. But before we get started on the mailbags, I just want to give everyone your weekly in-show trivia question. I'm not doing it. The weekly in-show trivia question. And for those of you, if you think you know the answer, you can always chat me on Skype and get nothing for being the first person to get it I don't want to read the names anyway. And... The question is, what is the name of Kenshin's sword fighting style in the anime Roroni Kenshin? Oh, that, I know that. We're still going with with, with softballs, like softball tri- in, in, in show trivia, just so you guys know. Yeah. Okay. Next, uh, who wants to read the, the question? should be, what does the uh, name of the style mean when translated to English? Wait. Oh, that's a, that's a harder question. I don't know the answer to that. Actually, one. no, it's, it's, a, it's a name. I'm thinking of the sword. Never mind. Okay, Kazuo, why don't you read the first one? I would love to. Uh, let's see. The first mailbag comes from fan... Wait, what? Comes from fan edits? That's his name? Yeah, I guess so. Interesting. AAA crew, as you continue to document the rising anime addiction around the globe, are you aware of a subject called fan edits? Basically, movie fans who either love or hate the films they've seen so much that they decided to edit them to better the art form. Whether through fixing pacing issues, adding sound effects slash dialogue, adjusting lighting filter, etc., it becomes a source of experimental hit or miss. In our anime community, the closest would be the official movie releases where series are shortened to meet the prerequisites. You could also count the abridged series if you want. As you are well aware, plots of 12 to 26 episode anime tend to either drag or condense near the, fi- near the finales, in your personal opinion, which anime do you love or hate that deserves a fan edit to fix themselves? Thank you. Naruto. Naruto. Good God. Yeah. There's like 75 filler episodes at the end of the first series of Naruto, and that shit just needs to get removed. Yeah. I feel like... <laughs> it's like a big bloated dead animal. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of spe- specifically shonen shows that, would, that could be better served by uh, an edit. You know, they Obviously, they did it with... Dragon Ball Z with Dragon Ball Kai, you know, Naruto would be a good one. Uh, Bleach would be another. There, there are full seasons of Bleach that are filler, like known to be filler. They have nothing to do with the manga at all. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there's a lot of of shonens I would say that that could fall into that category for sure. Here's another one: Attack on Titan. Yeah. Oh my God, the pacing problems are just rampant. I yeah. Mean, I mean, there was that span of between like episode nine and thirteen where all they did was move one boulder. I mean, well, they good, might be kind of they might be kind of doing that with the movies that are coming out. I'm well, not sure, but I mean, whoop de doo. They should have gotten it right the first time. Well, the whole point of this question is what what would you want to have go back and fix, not what should have okay. been right the first time. I would have shortened that those that five episode span. I would have shortened by about two episodes, and then. What is it like? Episodes sixteen through twenty-one, where they're running around in the field in the forest. I would trim that down. Also, mm-hmm. Attack on Titan could probably be trimmed by about five episodes. Take those five episodes out and put more of the actual manga in there. I'm gonna come out here and I'm gonna give a couple non-shonen examples. I think You Make Mary or Dream Eater Mary. I watched this a while back and. This show suffered from basically they had to invent an ending because it caught up to the manga and there wasn't any content and it just kind of got convoluted and discombobulated. I would either rather see a a new 12 episode series come out or have it be like an OVA and have it just be maybe like one of the first arcs or something like that done as a really good OVA. Um, 
no, so not surprisingly, I'm going to say the disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya. Oh man, because that movie probably has like an hour and a half, and and I'm serious, yeah. an hour and a half that could be cut out of it. Oh jeez, well, like, I don't know about that. All right, at I, least I would say, an hour. I would say like 40 minutes safely. It's three hours and 10 minutes long. No, it's not. No, it's not. What? Oh, what? Right, you keep oh, going. She's googling it. Um, also, a Vin in the chat says, uh, "Death Note, remove the entire second half," and I <laughs> yes. completely agree. Yeah, that that would be a really fan, a really easy fan edit. Yeah, just stop. That's it. It's over. That's it. End of the show. It, he wins yeah. for, for the um, for the same reason as Death Note. The second half of Roni Kenshin, everything after the Kyoto arc is oh, really yeah. super weak. Mm. I don't even think I watched after that. It's I think super, I did the same thing weak. with that that I did with Bleach. Bleach um, after uh, Ichigo beats. Um, forget his name now but the main bad guy he beats him and then it's supposed to continue from there i was like nah it's done you're that's it he won game over you're right mitsugi it's an uh it's like two hours and 25 minutes it's a hundred it's 164 so two hours and 40 jesus but it felt like three hours and 10 what were they thinking two hours and 40 minutes for an anime film that's called lack of editing lack of creative process editing as long as the movie titanic and then the last one i was going to say was eden of the east and just redo the entire series either as movies or as one cohesive series because the series stops and then there's a movie and then there's a movie and I feel like it lost its momentum. I, I feel like there, there are a lot of shows that are you know, 12, 13 episodes long that would be so much better served if they were just an OVA. Yeah. You know, um, spe- just give me six episodes of really yeah, the good stuff. Exactly. I mean, but I, I guess they just... Uh, want to push having a full season as opposed to just dropping something out there like that speaking yeah. of ovas though i did just watch uh macross plus for the first time yeah. oh did you dear god that is awesome <laughs> that was so good i've been uh on the on twitter i've been asking people what i should watch and not or surprising an order anime yeah it's, look at that what do you know it's it's pretty incredible so. okay so next mailbag um i guess i'll read it go for it oh, boy, this one's long neon genesis writes why is the feminine gay stereotype so prevalent in mainstream anime? You see this type all the time, the f- hyper-feminine, sassy gay man that flirts with all the straight guys. I've seen this type in everything from Gurren Lagann to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Speaking as a gay anime fan myself, I have nothing against the more feminine men, <coughs> <Steinsgate. coughs> but I find this stereotype to be very limiting and problematic, especially since the straight characters always seem to react to the gay guy with either awkwardness or outright hostility in some cases. And I would like to see a wider diversity of portrayals of, G- of LGBT characters in mainstream anime. I'm also curious to know what the, main, what the situation is like for, LGBT, for the LGBT community in Japan, as I keep hearing conflicting reports from anime fandom on the situation. On one end of the spectrum, you have the yaoi fangirls who overly romanticize what it's like to be gay in Japan, and on the other hand, I've heard some people say Japan is even more homophobic than America, and it's hard to know who to trust in providing reliable information on what it's like to be gay in Japan. That is a great mailbag. A yeah, little absolutely. long, but, but a great question. Yeah. I, I've said this before, but I, you never know who jumps into this show and whatnot. And I've shared this story, so for some it may be new, for some it may be a repeat, but I am, I am not personally gay. Um, mm-hmm. though, you know, everyone's open to some things. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, but, uh, I will say that there was one time that when I was back in 2009 and I was staying with my homestay family and my host sister 
actually asked me, why are all the gay people in America? Why does America have so many gay people and, and Japan doesn't? And it sounds like at first there was that moment where I'm like, ha, 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 you're kidding, right? And then she wasn't. And, and it was a very sincere question and on she, her part. And, she went, and she's not six. No, and she's not six. She's like 20 at this point. Actually, I think she's even a little older than that. I think she was like 24 or so. And, and she was legitimately asking fr- from her perspective what was a cultural question of why America had more gay people. And I think that is powerful enough to infer lots of things about Japanese culture and, and the perception of you know, the LGBT community. Uh, this is not like a soup, like an indictment of, J- of Japanese people, but I've heard this from a number of people. Sa- I've heard a number of people say that the culture in Japan is a little bit more of a judging culture. People watch each other a lot. They don't do anything or say anything, but there's a lot of observation happening. And that's why you see girls in Japan spending hours in the morning putting on makeup so they look absolutely perfect in public because they want to look perfect for everyone else. Well, so that, of course, makes it ten times as difficult for for gay people to, you know, come out and be themselves in a society like that that is obviously looking at other people uh, with a very critical eye. And so it's very, I imagine, it's very difficult to take that first step, especially in Japan. There, there are, Obviously, there are gay people in Japan. This isn't like a world where gay people only exist in America. That would be so ridiculous. But the Japanese culture just isn't that open to things that are different. And that's why you have, that's why you have people refusing to get their kids diagnosed with mental illness. Yeah. The exact same reason. They don't want to have anybody look at their family with a critical eye, like, oh, your, your, your child is mentally handicapped? Oh, my God. You know? you know, like People are just like, terrified to even have that, to face that truth. And I mean, so there's a lot of that going on. When it comes, and, and again, we've said this before, but when it comes to any of these issues, like women's, women's perceptions in society, um, or the perception of women in society, rather, um, LGBT rights, um, or again, uh, perceptions in society or mental illness, handicaps, all of that just go back to like 19 kind of 60s, 70s America, I think. And and that kind of starts putting you in the right mind frame of Japan. Yeah. It's really unfortunate in anime too, because it, it seems like I mean, now now that I'm reviewing shows with you guys and, and watching more anime than I've watched before um, and, and looking at it in a different light, there's it's so common to have these stereotypical characters, yeah. you know, uh, um, gay characters. And also uh, the way, you know, the way women are portrayed in anime and, and minor and, you know, any minority. And it's it's like people have come to expect it, you know. Um, I, I will also say too, kind of going going with what you were saying there, mm-hmm. and it, I I do also want to point out to some extent, I'm sure there's there's an education thing, and we need to look at our own cultures in the West and and the way we portray the LGBT community and things like that, because for a lot of that, they they do pay attention to our media and to the way our media portrays these people, and and I would say critically. We're not there yet in the West where it should be. We've made strides. We're, we're heading in the right direction. But 
I still firmly believe that we have a ways to go. And when you think about the delay in media and things like that, compared with such a traditional society that Japan is, it it wouldn't surprise me if what we see of that community in anime is from some of kind of the perceptions from Western media. Can I just wrap this man back up with a, with a statistic? Yeah, go so for it. will blow your mind. So we all know that older people, older people generally are less accepting of new things. Yeah. Is that a, you think that, do we feel like that's a generally true statement? Generally. Yeah, for the most part. Okay, so in America, the average age of people is 37 years. I just looked this up. This is on a government website. 37 years is the average age in America. Fairly young, right? In Japan, the average age is 46. It's te- the average person in Japan is 10 years older than the average person in America. And I can tell you that there's a lot of people that, are go, that go well beyond that 46 years mark. So this is something that I think Japan will catch up to eventually as yeah. the, age, the average age in Japan drops. And they're about to have a huge collapse of their total population because of how heavily weighted the population is towards being elderly. Mm-hmm. So but, they're I mean, on their way. But. Yeah. Even then, though, you said that, um, you know, uh, what was her name? The uh, She was like 20 years old and still confused about. Oh, my host sister. Yeah, your host sister. So it's like, yeah, I guess eventually, but it's going to be a process. Yeah. Okay. So let's go move on to the next mailbag. I'll read this one. Okay. Kawa Songu writes, brand new to the show. Loving it. Well, we're loving you. Always had a passing interest in anime and recently decided to fly a bit deeper into it after I came across Death Note, which I love. I'm a little lost and would appreciate a short, if you like those series, check these out, kind of list. I've seen a few episodes of maybe a handful of series suggested by Netflix and Hulu that introduced an OMG, that's awesome, response listed below. Nice to see other people whimsically spreading silly dorkiness, or is it dorky silliness? Anyways, one love. Am, am I? Are we whimsy? I feel like uh, we, I, we can definitely be we, whimsy. Maybe the past couple episodes when it was just you and I were a little. You whimsy. and I can be whimsy. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> All right, I wrote a lot of this. I, I um, I made a lot of notes for this one. Okay. Okay. Cool. Anime, anime that I think uh, are fairly mainstream that I think that you can, you know, that you and other people can enjoy. And I have, and I also have some notes here about things that are similar to Death Note. So. Anime that I would that I would recommend to people normally are GTO. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really easily easy to easy to enjoy TV series. Golden Boy is sort of like a show that almost no one doesn't doesn't like, and, and it's, it's very short, short too. Very yeah. short. Black Lagoon is a fantastic action anime that almost anybody can kind of just watch without having to understand the tropes and the the themes of anime. Mm-hmm. Full Metal Alchemist. I think people really enjoy Full Metal Alchemist. Oh yeah. And maybe if your friend likes really dark stuff, and I just watched the first episode of this anime again last week, this last weekend, and oh my god, it's the first episode so dark. Berserk. Oh, god. oh my god in heaven. That first episode <laughs> is so much darker than I, than I remember. Do you remember the first episode of Berserk, Kazuo? Trying to think back. The first episode was kind of like um, he's in the future, right? And he has like... Uh, the first episode is actually the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Guts is like, he's like sleeping against a tree and like the, and the demons of hell are tormenting him. Oh, yes. Because, he's, because he has the brand oh, on him. Oh, yeah, I And they're that. like, they're talking about how, how his, his, his fear and his passion and even his... Even his agony all belong to them, oh and they're God, just like it's haunted. So it's so dark. Um, but if you but you like but you mentioned liking Death Note, I recommend you try the anime Monster. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Monster is probably one of the most well-put-together examples of a plotline you will see in anime. So prepare yourself for a struggle of trying to find something that sort of matches the same caliber of monster after you're finished. Mm -hmm. But I think that it has that sort of dark-toned, cat-and-mouse, psychological mystery thriller type oh, of thing. And didn't yeah. it come out around the same time as Death Note as well? Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure. Probably but a few years. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's a little bit older, but yeah, I mean, if you like Death Note for, for kind of the, a little more of the pretty boy aspect of it, Monster won't deliver, but just about everything else, it's so good. I didn't even realize there were pretty boys in Death Note until oh, you just mentioned on. it. I'm like, I'm like, I guess they are. Light, yeah. L and Light are both <laughs> kind of variations on the pretty boy. Right. Also, also, Monster is a lot better. It's a lot better than Death Note. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, but, but the proportion of people that have seen Death Note and Monster is way off balance. Well, so, there's no pretty boys in Monster. No, of That's course not. And it's way too serious for a lot of people. I'm still pr pulling for a Monster live-action American adaptation yeah, I'm still, in my dreams. I'm still pulling for it. more Berserk. <sighs> okay, this is kind of a mailbag for me coming up. Oh, do you guys have anything to add to that one? No. Uh, no, I think you nailed it. Um, Yotaru Vegeta writes, GTO live-action, yes or no? Hell yeah. Have you seen the GTO live-action? I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen parts of it. Well, I say yes, mm -hmm. and I absolutely love the guy who they cast to play Onizuka. His name's mm -hmm. his name's Takashi Sorimachi, and he did a really good job. He's a really cool guy in that show. And the woman they cast to play Azusa Fuyutsuki, her name's Nanako Matsushima, and she's like a really good mm -hmm. uh, actress, and she's really cute. She fits the role really well. And of course, the TV. I, the, the anime of GTO is way better than, than the live-action TV series, but I think that if you're a fan of the anime or the manga and you just need to have more content, go watch the live-action of, of GTO, then go watch the live-action movie. Right. And then, and then go back and read the, um, what's the name of the manga, the prequel, the there's Shonen... Shonen Junai Gumi yes. has a manga and an anime. So there's quite a lot of, of Onizuka content. So go That's watch awesome. all of that stuff. I want to re, it's, it's, re -watch it's all GTO good. now. <laughs> it's all pretty good. Um, so the next thing was something you added. We're, I did add we, this. We've round up the mailbag section. Uh, okay. Thank you all, everyone, for your mailbags. And now this was something that Mitsugi found that he showed me, and we both had similar, similar uh, perspectives on it. The um, someone mentioned this to me, and, and I had already seen it. But on Indiegogo right now, there is if there's something called Dragon Ball Z Light of Hope, and this is like a live-action Dragon Ball Z that they did of the beginning of the future of the history of Trunks uh, OVA. And these two guys that made this, they're only asking for, uh, what, $50,000 to make the second and the third episodes of this, yeah. of this yes. thing? And it's actually really, really good. Like, if you watch the, the whole first episode, the, I guess the prologue or whatever, it is... I just can't understand how Hollywood screwed it up so badly. For, if, if they can make something that, that good for $25,000, how the hell can, can Hollywood spend $30 bucks and make such a stinker? I mean, the casting was great in it, too. It's so like, much better than the Hollywood The androids movie. were great. Go mm. Gohan was great. Trunks was like a cute little kid. I have like, not seen this. I mean, so the episode one you said is already up. Yeah, it's already up. You can watch the whole thing. It's like 14 minutes long. It is spot on. It's so much better than Dragon Ball Evolution. It, it's where actually ridiculous how much better it is. So for our listeners and myself, where can we find episode it's, one? It's on Indiegogo. Oh, the episode's on Indiegogo? Oh, you can find episode one on YouTube for sure. Oh, okay. The, Just look up Dragon Ball Z Light, Light of, of Hope. Hope. Yeah. Ah, but And I normally don't, don't send people to crowdfunding sites, but if you want to, 
I really recommend that you do go to Indiegogo and throw them a couple bucks because I'm kind of tempted to. I'm not gonna lie. After you watch the uh, the first episode, you might you might be interested in putting some money in because it's really it is really good. So I just wanted yeah. to say that. Um, the next thing is we still are taking nominations for the character battle that we're trying to set up. The character battle is is a 64 character seeded tournament just like the March Madness tournament where people will vote on their favorite anime characters as they battle head-to-head every, every day. Um, I want to get this tournament started, and I wanted to have 2,000 nominations before, before I actually create the bracket, but, this, but the last week or so, I only got 800, so that's not really as many as I was hoping. So I really need everybody who's even remotely interested in this thing to go to the website and nominate their 10 characters. There's a banner on the website. If you click the banner, it'll take you right to the page. It takes probably two minutes. And there will be a $100 prize sponsored by JList.com to anybody, to the to the winner of the contest. And now, if we even get that far, I'll, I'll explain that again. But Now, um, this character battle, is it themed or is it just no. any character? The theme is what people I'm nominate. Gonna, I'm going to take out the past winners. So okay. Spike will not be in it. Oh, uh-uh. Uh, Ed, Ed Elric will not be in it. What but about Goku? Didn't he win one? I don't think Goku's ever won before. Oh, okay. I think he got close. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. But um, really, but I, I I may take the winner of the of, of the contest, the the strongest character, and put them against the past winners at the end, oh, just to see who wins. That would that would be awesome, like a Pro Bowl kind of best of the best right. tournament mm-hmm. battle. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. So, but. To get there, we need. I need, I need to get more nominations. So you guys, if you, if I can get you guys to go to the website, click on the banner, and type in your favorite anime characters, it's totally free. Like there's, no, there's nothing stopping you from doing it other than taking, you know, two minutes of your own time. So and and I and I so I would really appreciate that. Um, the last thing is that the listeners' choice for the win for the winter 2015 season was it was was announced last week, and Junketsu no Maria was the winner of the poll with 23 percent of the vote. So we will be adding Junketsu no Maria to our list of reviews that we're going to do for the winter season. So uh, look, look forward to that, I guess. All right. Well, we are going to head into our first news break of the episode. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the spring 2015 anime preview. What are we watching? What did we decide was good? Is this season something to be hopeful about or is it something to whine and complain and groan and whatnot? So... Stay tuned and find out. Hey all you anime addicts, this is Chiaki and this is your Anime News Break. Summer is coming, or here, depending on where you live, and that means it may be time for some of you ladies out there to hit the pool. If you're looking for something that displays your anime love in that oh-so-subtly wonderful way, you might want to check out Hot Topic. I know that's a strange place to suggest you go, but they've got a lot more anime stuff than what you think, and they are now selling Black Butler bikinis. It's a two-piece inspired by CL Phantom Hive and carries a retail price of $24.50 for the top and bottom sold separately, which is a little pricey. While you're there, if 
black butler doesn't do it for you, they also have a quote-unquote Sailor Swim bikini that isn't actually Sailor Moon merchandise, but it comes pretty close and I think would count. While you're gearing up for the pool, you might as well get a bag to hold all the necessities in. That's where the free Iwatobi Swim Club tote comes in. In other news, there's a new Dragon Ball Z figure being made that I feel like I absolutely have to own. When I say the name Yamcha, what's one of the first things that come to your mind? Probably the fact that, well, he kind of sucks. But uh, I don't want to upset you Yamcha fans out there because he's now immortalized in a figure of him dying. Yeah, it's a figure of Yamcha in a death pose, and Premium Bandai is accepting pre-orders for this figure and has some interesting ideas of what you can do with the figure of Yamcha in his death pose. It costs a reasonable 3,456 yen, which is just under 30 US dollars, and is expected to ship in August. You can make your own crater to put him in, or, you know, put him wherever he happens to find himself. In a quick hit, there's always rumors surrounding anime and Hollywood, and the entertainment trade news source Variety has recently reported that Sony Pictures has acquired the live-action film rights to the Robotech property. And they, quote, view the project as a potential film franchise. Don't get too excited because there's not really much other than that, but who knows? We never know what we'll see in the future. In other news, you Lupin fans are going to have to wait a little bit longer for the Blu-ray of The Castle of Cagliostro. According to Amazon's listing, North America anime distributor Discotech Media has delayed the Blu-ray release of Lupin III, The Castle of Cagliostro, until June 23rd, back from April 28th. However, I can assure you this Hayao Miyazaki-directed film is worth the wait. This is Chiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be back to the show soon. Hey there, Chiaki. Aren't you looking cute today in your sundress? What? Compliments for me from you? Are you spring cleaning out your negativity? Well, spring is here again, and that means it's time for March Madness. Oh, yeah, and our friends at JList.com are celebrating college athletics by offering a new promotional code, March Madness 20, for our listeners to be used in their online anime merchandise store. Until the end of April, you can use the promo code March Madness 20 with no spaces at JList.com to get $20 off any purchase of $100 or more. That means you get even more bang for your dollar when you buy anime goods at JList.com. Just remember, you must be logged into your free JList account to use the promo code. Use the promo code MARCHMADNESS20 to buy anime figures and toys, Japanese candy, manga, anime t-shirts, and so much more. Remember, the promo code MARCHMADNESS20 only works until the end of April, so don't delay. Treat yourself to some anime goods at JList.com. One more time, until the end of April, use the promo code at JList.com to get $20 off any order of $100 or more. back 
to the 270th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. It's that time of year again. Yay. Out with the old, in with the new. What are we watching? All Anime. An- what are we watching it? Now. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we? We're the AA podcast. What are we watching? Anime. Why don't we watch it? So you don't have to. <laughs> Yes. Something like so, that. Um, I'm really excited for this season. But before Me we get into too. it, oh, okay. so I just want to mention to everyone that Mitsugi and myself were on the oh, Just yeah. Japan podcast, and episode 59, which would sh- which should be released sometime very early April. Um, thank you to Kevin, and you can find him at Busan Kevin. That's B-U-S-A-N Kevin K-E-V-I-N dot com. So right. go look for that. Uh, two very popular YouTube channels and you guys didn't even tell me you were going to be on the podcast and I I'm watched sorry. this guy's YouTube show. I'm sorry. Oh. How dare you. Oh, we're I'm sorry. sorry. It just, it just, you know, it just gets me right in the feels and makes I'm, me sad. I'm, I'm sorry. But that's it's okay. Do you want a hug? Yeah. Do you want a hug? Yes. Okay, uh, that's enough of that. Enough hugging. Okay. Enough Why? Hugging. What? What? Just because <laughs> you are grumpy doesn't mean we have to be. <laughs> the Church of Mitsugi does not allow hugging in my presence. What? Thank you very much. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, everyone, how can you follow the Church of Mitsugi when they doesn't allow hugging? Welcome to the loving embrace of the Moe Archangel. <laughs> the loving embrace. The As loving she embrace. you to death. So, <laughs> I am really excited for the spring season. I think we all know that the winter 15 season was kind of bad. What? Can we just, can, can we just admit that, finally? God, God, yes. There were, like, two shows. That, <laughs> it was so bad. There were two new shows that didn't suck. It was I so think. bad that we couldn't even find enough shows to watch. Yeah, we had to, so, <laughs> yeah. But this spring season, oh my god! It's like every single studio said, "Eh, winter. Who gives a shit?" Yeah, what is what is start working again in the spring? Yeah, that's yeah. what it felt like. And honestly, we have a lot of directors this yes. season that have been involved in really big projects. Big. And I don't know if they took time off and are just all decided sent out a mass email and was like, "Hey guys, let's all come back together." Goku, are, uh, directors whose 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 egos are bigger than Goku's hair. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Wow. You almost spilled beer on his so, new laptop. So, <laughs> so here's the play-by-play of what just happened. Kazo has a brand new Chromebook. Because? Because he just finished spilling mouthwash into his MacBook. Right. Okay? Destroyed it. And I am playing with this Goku figure on the desk here. That's which, in two pieces. Which comes apart into two pieces very easily. I pick it up, knock the top half of Goku's body off, it hits Kazuo's beer, and... Within inches, thank God you drank most of that. Almost spilled and, into his and caught it. His new Chromebook. So thank God I drink. I'm just gonna lay Goku <laughs> on the on its side here. Yes. Okay. So. For, no, not for, my baby. For anyone who this is your first show joining us, here's how it works here at the AAA podcast lay, with reviews. Lay it on me, Chucky. I, I don't will know. Lay it down. I Drop it like a tie. Um, every season we pick the top 15 shows that, based on the PV. The director, the studio, photos, descriptions, however we decide look most interesting to us and put them in order of first to last of want to watch or least want to watch being 15. Then we roll a dice and we basically go through the list and assign five anime to each host that we then watch the first 10 episodes of or 10 episodes <laughs> that we then watch the first three episodes of and give a 10 minute impression after those first three episodes, we then pass or fail up to eight shows and review them later in long format, which you'll see. Well, actually, you won't see later today because Steinsgate's kind of an odd one. And we'll talk about that in a bit. But that is how reviews are done here. So we are right at the start of the process where we are picking our shows. And Felix also has three that he picked. And yes. I will cover those for him at the end. 
Okay, so the first anime that I, we all did pretty well. We all had different stuff we wanted, so no one had to go further than. Wow, no one had to go further than their ninth overall pick. And you actually That's said Mitsugi, and and I was the same way. Normally, with the way anime seasons go, is we get to like eight, yeah. nine, mm-hmm. maybe ten, eleven, and then we're just kind of like whatever. Yeah, whatever. Just type them in. Just type them in. Mm-hmm. They're all about equal crap at that point to whatever our perspective is. But this season, like, I basically was at number fifteen when I was like, mm, okay, I'll just put the show on there. Yeah. So. So there are some good sequels, presumably good. And the first one here that I've done is my was was my number seven pick overall, and it's Mahoa Shoujo Lyrical Nanaha Vivid. Ooh. Now the reason why I picked this is not necessarily because I think it looks super great, but because I have seen literally everything that's come out of the Nanaha franchise. He's a big Nanaha fan, guys. I've seen all three of the first three Nanaha series. And I've even seen Triangle Hearts, which was like the prequel, or not not a prequel, but it's where the character of Nanoha started. Totally different show. <laughs> so I guess I've seen like four Nanoha series before this. Now um, this 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 particular series is done by Studio A1 Pictures. So they they did Anohana, Fairy Tale, Silver Spoon, and Space Brothers. So those are some those are some recent ones that people will know. The director is Yuki Ito, and he really hasn't done any directing before, so this is his directorial debut, debut and I have several directors that are like that on my list. And um, If you want to go read the manga of this, the, this is based on a manga that came out in 2009, so you know what the source material is. The manga takes place f- um, four years after the JS incident in Magical Girl Lyrical Nanaha Strikers, so this, is, this takes place four years after the end of the last season. And uh, there's a fourth-year elementary school student whose name is Vivio Takamichi. She's a student at the St. Hildy Academy of Magic. Vivio has learned to conjure her adult form and has received her own device named Sacred Heart from Nanoha and has promised Nanoha to never use either for mischief. Then a magical girl fighter appears and targets Vivio. So my impression is that this is like... I kind of think it's going to be Nanoha's daughter. Like, I'm not really sure, but I ha- I haven't looked into this friend into this series at all. But I think I have this weird feeling that it's going to be like Nanoha's daughter or something. Well, she got she got older as the series progressed, right? Like, didn't didn't the final Nanoha installment before this ended with her being like in her twenties? Well, she has this. She has the same last name as Nanoha, so I'm thinking it's probably Nanoha's daughter. But but. I don't think Nanoha had a kid in the and, and Strikers, so I don't really know. But anyway, this is going kind of long. I I don't really know what to make of this. Uh, Strikers wasn't nearly as good as like the second Nanoha series was, so this could be a, a an example of them really trying to milk the last drop out of the property. And the main character Vivio really irritates the shit out of me just from looking at her. She has one bright green eye and one bright red eye. Yeah. Mm. So you know how you have anime characters that's that like Yuna, like Yuna, who have like a blue and a green eye, and they're but they're almost the same. This girl's eyes are about as polar different as they can be. Is it is it like highlighter? Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird. It's, I freak out when I look at her. So I don't know what to make of this. It's a magical girl anime. If it's anything like the old Nanoha, it's gonna have good action in it. It's gonna have interesting to character designs and some cool weapons. So. Um, if you like, ma- if you liked the magical girl genre recently, you know, with like uh, 
Vivid Red Operation and uh, Zesho Simfo Gear. If you like that stuff, this is a series you should check out. So my next big one, or my the first one that I'm going to talk about, which is a big one that I'm very excited for, is Kyokai no Rinne, and or Rin, sorry, Rinne. And it's produced by Studio Brains Base. And I almost feel silly telling you what anime Brains Base produced because they're such a huge studio. But Let's just say everything. Ju- yeah. They did Penguin Jump, Princess Jellyfish, Do Da Da Da, Spice and Wolf 2. And that was like in the first like 10 credits on their wiki page. <laughs> so they've done a lot. And the director is Seiki Sugawara. And really, the only other directorial credit was Defrag for Sugawara. Dear God, help you. I, well,. Here's why I'm hopeful. This anime is the newest Rumiko Takahashi. Oh, God help anime. you. <laughs> Jesus. What? All that means is that it's going to be long. <laughs> oh, but it's going to be so will they, it's... won't they cuteness. Oh, God. It's going to oh, be a Jesus. long will they kiss what? romance. Now, I saw the PV for this one, and I got to say the animation quality. I'm a little worried about that. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little wor- I'm I'm a little worried about that and I feel like part of it is probably in in part because it is going to be a longer show. No, no. <laughs> no, really? Wait a second. So like Numiko Takahashi who did uh, Mason Ikoku, Ranma one half. Ranma one half and Inuyasha Ugh. which combined for a total of like 800 episodes. <laughs> no, w- no way. This is going to be long? No. No, seriously? So I have a feeling they're probably going to spread the budget pretty thin, but Rene is it tells the story of Sakura Mamiya, and she's a high school girl who it tells is, the same story as every other. Show wait, she's wait, done. wait, wait, wait! It gets better. She falls down a well. Uh-huh. She's spirited away. No shit! As no. A, Stop it! As a, is there is there some kind of like um, um, fantastic uh, uh, male character? Oh wait, who wait, is wait, like, wait, 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 wait! You guys. Okay, okay. She's spirited away right? as a child. Okay, and now she can see ghosts. Oh, and. She wants to get rid of this power, mm-hmm. but she in high school she meets a sort of shinigami shinigami named Rine Rokudo, who's her classmate, and his job is to guide spirits from Earth into the wheel of reincarnation, depicted as a large red spoked wheel revolving in the sky. Jesus, she also I forgot I forgot about y- uh, Yurusei Yatsura. She did that too. So Yurusei Yatsura has 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 195 episodes. <laughs> okay, are you with me here? Yeah. Rom the one half has 161 episodes. I'm just going through these one at a time here. Meisen Ikoku has 96 episodes, and finally Inuyasha oh God. has 167 episodes plus in the main series. In the main plus. series, and then there's like another season. So, are you seeing a pattern? <laughs> are you prepared to watch this for the next three years? <laughs> I don't know if I can answer yes or no to that, but but here's the thing. If nothing else, I at least... I needed to see it as an anime fan, and because of how prolific this creator is in the industry, and I felt if no one at least gave an impression on it, we were doing a disservice to the people who listen to this show. Okay, so. uh, yeah, I could see that. I would so, agree. So I realize that it's my fault that we're taking too long, but um, we need to go faster. But we're taking too long. Yeah, we need to go faster. <laughs> okay. So do we want to do mine, or do yeah. we want to do Felix? Okay, yeah, let's do you. All right. So my fifth choice was my number eight pick. 
and uh, some of the people in the chat are going to be happy about this one because I saw them talking about it. It is Shokugeki no Shoma. Shokugeki no Shoma. Shoma. <laughs> yes, it is uh, Food Wars. Um, and oh, it's God. <laughs> this now, PV, though. It's, this PV. Uh, Look. Look at my massive breast while I all chop right. meat. In all, in all <laughs> let fairness, me, there let was me tell a, you the texture of meat. In all fairness, there was also a naked man. So it's, it's okay. Not, well, whatever. It, it's so equal. they like to, it's so they like to cook naked. So it's a it's a cooking comedy show based off of a manga that's been running since about 2012. A very popular manga. Um, the plot is a. Uh, it says here, uh, I'm reading off of Wikipedia, Shokugeki, Shokugeki no Soma. Shokugeki no Soma. <laughs> Shokugeki no Soma. Tells the story of a boy named Soma Yukiha- Yukihira, whose dream is to become a full-time chef in his father's restaurant. Naked. Uh, no, he's not naked. And surpass his father's culinary skills. But just as Soma graduates from middle school, his father, Joichiro Yukihara, closes down the restaurant to cook in America. However... Soma's fighting spirit is rekindled by a challenge from Joichiro, uh, who is or which is to survive in, in an elite culinary school where ten percent of the students graduate. So, it sounds interesting. It's 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 supposed to be really funny. Um, there is certainly from watching the PV quite a bit of fan service, which I'm not a big fan of. Um, Hopefully it does well. The studio is JC Staff, who's worked on everything. Um, gosh, I don't even know where to start with them. Uh, so it's like it's like watching Goku and Vegeta cook. You know what I I, suppose... I would almost <laughs> bet be this awesome. series turns out into what's that? A super guilty pleasure. Oh yeah, like like yeah. a new like um... no shit. What was your first hint? The girl <laughs> the girl with the D cups in the bikini and the thong chopping meat in the, in the meat locker. No, no shit. How is that? Seriously? Okay, you two, you two are men, right? And you know what meat is normally equated to, innuendo wise. Uh, I don't. Um, what? <laughs> Food? Protein? I don't understand where you're how, going with this. Where, where how you going is with that this, considered Jackie? sexual to see a girl hacking up meat? I I didn't see it as sexual. Next. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I, I guess. I, I, so um, let's oh. not get let's not get sucked into Chiaki. Okay, I'm Chiaki sorry. Mind. Also, what? The Excuse me. <laughs> Chiaki's perverted mind. How dare you? Uh, so it was directed by Yoshitomo Yonetani, who worked on a few things. Um, nothing really big though. Uh, Guy Gal Gaigar, one of those. So I mean, Better Man. I mean, but. Nothing major. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with it. Hopefully it's funny. Hopefully it's entertaining. We shall see. Okay, Felix's first anime is one that I just gave him because I knew he wanted to watch it so much, and that's uh, Arslan Senki. This is the first Arslan anime that's come out since, ni- since 1991, which is amazing. Like, what? 25 years? Seriously? Wow. So this is done by studio Linden Films and Sanzigan Animation Studio. And the director is Noriyuki Abe, and that is important because no- Noriyuki Abe is like a demigod of directors. Abe-sama. He has directed <laughs> Bleach. This is just some of them. Bleach, Flame of Rekka, Ghost Stories, Yu Yu Hakusho, and, awesome. and Great Teacher Onizuka. Awesome. Nice. All of those. So this man has a, a ridiculous number of well-known and popular anime franchises under his belt already. 
The story is Arslan is the heir apparent of Pars, a strong nation that sits at the rear at, at the I think it's rear of it, the trade route connecting the east and the west. When the pagan nation of Lusitania begins an invasion of Pars, the timid Arslan is confronted with battle for the first time. His worst anxieties are realized. The Parsian army falls for a Lusitanian stratagem and are routed. He barely escapes with his life thanks to the royal and indomitable warrior Daryun. Together they will stand against the invasion and the, and the cruelties of fate that are about to blow down Pars. So I watched the PV and it's like tons of fighting. Tons of fighting. Mm -hmm. um, my impression of this show is that it's going to be a mixture of political intrigue with, uh, you know, with a lot of uh, royalty stuff involved, you know, uh, politics between nations, and then there's going to be a ton of fighting. Uh, I didn't see much of any kind of moe, sh or moe or anime shenanigans in the trailer at all. So this is definitely like something you'd watch if you like watching, you know, samurai anime or or uh, war shows. So. Okay, so that's probably going to be good. Um, the next pick, my sec, my, my next, my next personal selection, which was my number six pick overall, is I, I honestly picked this because I felt like someone had to, if I can be perfectly honest, and that is Nagato Yuki-chan no sh no Shoshitsu, which is uh, the disappearance of Nagato oh, Yuki-chan. So this is like a series sequel to Haruhi Suzumiya. It's yeah, it's like a side story kind yeah. of. The studio is Satellite. They've done lots of stuff. Uh, Junichi Wada is the director, and this is I think his director debut. And this is also based on a manga that came out in two thousand nine. So this is my second two thousand nine manga with, with a uh, debut director. The story is a spinoff of the Haruhi Suzumiya series, where there are no espers, time travelers, or aliens. Wasn't that basically the the point? The point? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Nagato Yuki is a shy, introverted girl who sets up a club with the help of her friend, Kyon. Together, they have, they have many fun experiences as well as a bit of romance. So, so it's satisfying the shippers. This show, yes, probably. And this show could basically be anything from another Haruhi Suzumiya show where everyone's in love with it to a show that's nothing but 12 episodes of filler where they have dumb club, club, room, club room adventures. I I Which is almost, basically every third anime nowadays. I can almost guarantee you, whether or not it's good, people will love it. I can guarantee you that yeah. I will know whether or not I like it after the first yeah. ten minutes. It's one of those things that if you're a fan, yeah. you're, you're going to be like, this is one of the greatest things ever, even if it completely sucks. Full disclosure, I like the original Haruhi Suzumiya. Yeah. yeah. I like it. All right. But it came out a long time ago. The, next one, the next one on my list is... Hokago no Pleiades. And this anime is a wild card. It's literally one that I put on there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick something that has a lot of red flags and I'm going to pick oh, it anyway. God. <laughs> it's produced by Studio Gainax. Awesome. Um, which the awesomeness, again, giant studio, but for those of you who don't know, they did this little thing called Evangelion. Um, just, just a minor one there. But the red flag is maybe the endings in crayon. Yes. Who knows? Um, the director is Shoji Saiki, who did Fully Cooly, as well as oh. this ugly yet beautiful world. Um, was that right? 
I think I might have written that wrong. So I, I might have I might have adapted that. It, I think it was if another. If he directed fully coolly, I mean that's not bad. That's yeah, cool. that's uh, that one I know is right. I think I wrote this ugly yet beautiful world incorrectly, but we'll see. Um, here's here's kind Wait, of uh, the <laughs> here's kind of the uh, the big red flag. Bring it. Um, throw that red challenge flag out there. This anime is based off of an original net animation. That appeared on YouTube okay. in 2011. That's not bad. That was developed between Gainax okay. and Subaru. Huh? <laughs> the car... Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, the car company? <laughs> the car company. Um, okay. <laughs> they developed a net animation for Subaru, and now it's getting an anime, and... Wait, 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 wait. Oh, my God. So wait, is the show about cars? <laughs> well, guess what the name of the main character girl is? Guess. Subaru. Subaru. God. Oh, no! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, oh, yeah. boy. Um, but, but, I watched the PV. The animation looked very good. It, it gave me some hope. Um... The only it, it it looked almost like uh what was that Little Witch Academia or something where it was kind of magical girl and kind of seemed don't um, expect that you're gonna be so disappointed. I just, <laughs> just want to know what Subaru has to do with it. Like, by the way, it wasn't it probably wasn't pay for it. Is it like like uh, Nissan with um, heroes where like everybody drove a Nissan? Okay, well, in the PV, they ride like these. They're they're like witches magical girl thing, and they ride like modern looking broomsticks. And they have engine Are revving. They, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't oh, know. But something about this one, I want to try it. Oh. I want to try the, it. Do you remember? Do you remember the anime called? Um, oh shit. The anime called Oh shit. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> don't the name remember that one. Ignore me. I'll come back <laughs> to that. So it sounds like a show that could be so terrible that it's awesome. You know, I the animation was good. And and I was curious. It looked cute. It looked fun. And and we'll see. I'll watch three episodes and decide. Do you remember Basquatch? Basquatch? Yes. <laughs> oh my Basquatchy. God. That, that has to be. If we ever did a topic, oh my God, we should do a topic of the top 20 worst anime that we've reviewed since Basquatch we started Basquatch wouldn't be in right. that category. Are you kidding? No, Basquatch. Hell no. But that wasn't that anim- anime was rancid. You never that- even watched it. As, as I a, totally watched as them as episodes. Not. As a fan of the podcast, first I will say, Basquatch is legendary. It's not good from from the no from your guys' review of it specifically. Jesus, the reason the why the reason why I brought it up is because it's full of Nike sneakers. That's the reason why I brought that up. Anyway, we're That's moving amazing. on. Okay, whose turn is it? Is yeah, it my turn? Your turn. All right. So my number four, well, my fourth pick was my number seven choice, and it is Plastic Memories. Now, Jesus, what, what? Just the name sounds weird. uh, Okay, listen listen to the synopsis, okay? Uh, So I got this from my anime list. It says, the story takes place in a future not too far away when androids that look exactly like humans begin to spread across the world. The android production company, SA Corp, uh, produced Giftia, a new kind of android that has the most amount of emotion and human-like qualities out of any other model ever seen. However, due to problems in technology, the android have a service life. And once they pass that, they something. It doesn't say, we don't know yet, but we'll find oh, out. Something die. bad happens. Uh, for this sake, uh, 
let's see, SA Corp creates a terminal service in order to retrieve Giftia that have gone past their service life. Uh, a new employee at the terminal service named Sukasa Mizugaki forms a team uh, with the Giftia, the Giftia Isla, to retrieve the other androids. Um, so it's okay. So it's uh, the studio is it's Aniplex and Doga Kobo, which uh, works on, worked on a few things, uh, namely Donteni Warau, which. If you remember from <laughs> the other season, I think you gave an impression on. Did I get an impression on that one? You loved that one. Yeah. You hated the shit they, out of but it. But they also worked on Gekan. I don't even remember that. I must yeah. have like blotted yeah, it from my really memory. Yeah, you didn't really like it. They also worked on Gekan Shoujo no Zaki-kun, which is kind of cool. All right. So hit and miss there. Um, it it looks pretty interesting. The director, I don't think, has done much of anything. His name is uh, Yoshiyuki Fujiwara, and I mean, he's directed a couple things something called gj boo which i don't know what that is uh but he's also done some like key animation and episode director work on i think he worked on shingeki no kyojin for an episode sort out online he did some some work on a couple episodes of that so uh, it looks interesting um this is this is one of those shows that can go either way um i like the idea of the the androids becoming very or these robots becoming very human-like and you know, something happens to where they have to take them away after a certain amount of time. So they, you know, obviously they don't want to, I assume, die or be destroyed or whatever it is. So I, I'm curious to see where it goes. There are, um, there is a disproportionate amount of females to male character in the show, which is a cause for concern. I often. was about to say, I'm looking at that picture and I see a lot of girls. Yeah, but there are more, there is more than one guy. There, There is. <laughs> that you, is true. You remember Mitsugi's rule, right? I know. I, I, I believe I recall. Okay, so. I'm just telling you. So I'm, I'm a little concerned about it, but the concept intrigues me. Uh, the studio has done some decent stuff and, and we'll see how it goes. Don't, don't, don't be fooled. I'm scared. Okay, so Felix's second anime that he did not actually pick, I just gave it to him arbitrarily. Sorry, Felix. <laughs> is a show that I'm watching the trailer of right now, and it looks really pretty. It's called Dungeon Nidei o Motomeru. You got to read it just like that, yeah. too. Okay, Dungeon Nidei o Motomeru is the <laughs> name of it. Hmm. Done by JC Staff. If JC Staff has done way too many anime for me to possibly hope to uh, list them all. Yoshikawa Yamakawa, that can't be right. Is that really his name? Is the director, <laughs> and uh, he directed Kill Me Baby, Little Busters, and Hatsukoi Unlimited. Those are the anime that I have. Oh, man, Kill Me Baby. Kill Ooh. Me Baby. Ooh. So this is based on a light novel from 2013, and um, it's about Belle Cronell, who is a rookie adventurer and the sole member of his dirt-poor guild founded by the the petite goddess Hestia. Why is it in anime and in things in general, everybody's always poor? Is that just cooler? Is it cooler to be poor? No, I can tell you right now. It's definitely <laughs> not. Um, Think about it. <laughs> Think about experience. anime. In anime, everybody's always it's, poor. It's an easy way to, you know, drum up... Um, um, some kind of angst and drama. Yeah. Adv adventurers come from far and wide looking looking to strike it big in the massive labyrinth known as Dungeon. That's an original name. <laughs> located beneath the city of Orario. Kind of sounds like Ontario. Bell is more interested in picking up girls than dungeon crawling, but his reality check comes sooner than expected. Saved from a brush with death by the beautiful, renowned adventurer Eyes Wallenstein. 
Belle falls head over heels and sets his sights on winning her heart, but she's not only woman, she's not the only woman he's caught the attention of, for better or worse. What was the name of the show that we recently did impressions on? It was like the seven, there's like seven nights. Seven Deadly Sins? Yes, yeah, Seven Deadly Sins. Watching this PV and reading up on it reminds me of Seven Deadly Sins, which is why I did not pick it. <laughs> it's got lots of girls in it. Yeah. It doesn't look nice, like the backgrounds look nice, but um, I don't know. This We'll see what Felix thinks about this one. You know, Felix has a, has a unique perspective that kind of exists beyond what our typical opinions are. Mm. So we'll have to wait and see how he likes it. It's, um, you never know. I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. It sounds like a, it sounds like a harem anime with, with light adventurer themes. So maybe people, maybe that will appeal to some people. So the third anime that I picked on my list here is a show um, that I am not really that enthusiastic about. Let me uh, be clear that when I pick my animes, I don't watch the trailers first. I have no idea how you ended up how with the show. How do you not watch the trailers? I That's just like the first I just, thing I do. I just look at the I look at the director and the studio and read the description and look at the pictures. See now. That's it. I probably don't look at the director and studio as much as I should. It takes too damn long to look at all the PVs. I'm He's, sorry. He is going to burn this to the ground, you guys. It takes, I mean, a PV is like two minutes. I can't, I don't have time to watch 40 PVs. It doesn't deserve it, but he's going to do it. My number five anime is an anime that I picked. It's called Punchline. It's done by Studio Mappa, who did a couple re- good recent anime, Hajime no Ippo Rising and Zonkyo no Terror. The director is... Yutaka Uemura, who did Dantalia no Shoka's OVA, which was kind of recent. But um, generally speaking, I think this is also a, deb- a debut director for the most mm-hmm. part. And I don't think, I don't know that this is based on anything. I couldn't, there was no prior material listed for it on the website I was looking at. High school teacher Yuta Iridatsu has experienced astral projection. In, uh, the, his spirit has been separated from his body. He woke up in a ma- in a mansion named Koraikan and met a cat spirit named Chiranosuke who told him you must find the sacred tome of Koraikan in order to return to your physical body. While searching through corridors of Koraikan, Yuta bumped into underpants What? This is really badly written. Yuta bumped into the underpants of female residents and, and, and doing so would create some big trouble for planet Earth. How Wait. did this get on your list? How the hell did this person ha- feel qualified to write this, p- write this synopsis? You had this at number five. In all fairness, How I, had did this... at, I had it at number six. Well, I watched the PV. <laughs> like, like it's one thing if you know what you're getting into, but... Yeah. Okay. But all right, this I thought is, the PV was pretty he, cool. Here was, the, here, here was the trailer, okay? It was just basically like, here's this one character, and then they show like a couple shots of the character in it, and here's another character, and then they show some more shots, except every single shot was a panty shot, all of them. There were 10 panty shots in the the 54-second trailer. Really? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Oh, God. It um it kind of looks like a really one of those chaotic crazy bubblegum. Oh my god, I love watching chaotic anime shows along the lines of maybe Fully Cooly, um, uh, Zetsubo Sensei. What are some other crazy crazy? Uh, chaotic what's the animes? one that we have to review coming up? I don't know, uh, but but um he's like okay. always running around. There's a lot of running around color. The animation looked pretty decent, but um. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, but this doesn't really seem like a Mitsugi show. So, Punchline might be uh, 
hitting the punching bag, so to speak. No, you could have done better than and that. And the chat one. says, uh, <laughs> what did you do, Mitsugi? Uh, start the fire now. Sweet, Sweet Jesus, Jesus, Mitsugi. And then he secretly and wanted this. He says he secretly wanted this. I feel like I feel like someone out there should write a fan fiction called The Secret Life of Mitsugi mm-hmm. and and speculate on what the secret life of Mitsugi looks like. It's just him sitting in a dark room <laughs> being angry. <laughs> hey, you never know. It's maybe really the show Maybe the show will be really good. Maybe. My next one is HBK Euphorium. And this was my number six choice. So you guys bumped off like a good portion of my top five. I'm not used to that. I normally get my top Suck five. Suck it up. <laughs> oh. This was produced by Kyoto Animation or Kyo Annie. And if you don't know Kyoto Animation, just Wikipedia them. That will be faster than my telling you important things they've done. Most recently, I believe uh, Your Lie in April was a Kyo Annie show. But. Director is Tatsuya Ishihara, oh, and yeah, he was involved in Air, The 1000th Summer, Clonade and Clonade After Story, Canon, Junibyo Demo Koiga Shitai, Nichijo, and The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. So he has, this director has some huge star power behind him. Um, the anime is based on a novel that was, was released in 2013. It had a manga that started in 2014 and is still ongoing. And in the PV, part of what sold me was that it it ha- has a really jazzy feel to it. The music, I almost went, is this the seatbelts? And I had to look up and make sure that like Yoko Kano or the seatbelts or no one like that was involved because it was really, really jazzy and fun. It follows the high school wind instrument club and before oh there we go not not quite is it it like this it's kind of like this actually it's pretty jazzy um this has a little more guitar and and drums it's a little more big brass type of thing but um the wind instrument club at one time was awesome participated in national tournaments was a champion was a point of school pride but then the club advisor changed and it went into the toilet and so they haven't, they've been so bad, they haven't even been able to participate in the qualifying tournament. Um, they literally cannot. They literally cannot. Cannot even. <laughs> they cannot, from, on a scale of one to even, they cannot. Yes. Um, but thanks to a newly appointed advisor's strict instruction, the students are improving and becoming better, and they fight over who plays solos and debate over conflicts with studyings and whatnot. Um, and then the contest is on the horizon. So this this director, I actually looked if he directed K-On! He didn't, but he was involved in it. And this kind of strikes me as like the high school band version of K-On! Um, the only thing that made me a little bit worried in the PV is that... Um, oh, and by the way, I'm just correcting myself. Kimi no Uso was not KyoAni. Whoops. Sorry. Whoopsie. But Whoopsie. that doesn't change the fact that KyoAni still has done a ton of ish. Um, the only thing that worried me a little bit in the PV was there was almost that obligatory shot of the schoolgirl with like one knee up and one knee out leaning forward and kind of like you saw way too much of her thigh. And I was kind of like, do we have to? I'm sure people think that we really like blow those types of shots out of proportion, but when they, they, but they put the things in the trailer that you want you to, that they want you to remember about the show. Oh yeah. They're trying to attract a certain demographic. So... You know, this show, I mean, it looks very nice. I, I put it pretty high on my list, too. Um, 
But the one thing that concerns me is the same thing that concerns me about my cooking show. It seems like almost every season there's a music club show and there's a cooking show. Well, cooking is becoming more popular. I would agree that's that's been changing. Yeah, I mean, it, this this is on the fence for me. It could be awesome. It could be awful. But, hey, that's why we do impressions. So that was my third, sh- third pick that I got, my number six pick overall. Hey, uh, hey Chiaki. Huh? Th- th- this one's for you. That's right. a good song. Awesome. Got to get rid of that quick. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, if I only play four seconds of it, YouTube won't know. <laughs> so okay, uh, oh you're up, you're up, Cosmo. Oh snap! All right. Oh man, I am so my okay. So my top three are my top three, which is what? awesome. So coming. In oh, a, you are so lucky. I'm so lucky. All right. Wow, aren't we spoiled? I got all three <laughs> of my top shows. <laughs> coming, coming in at number three. Is Lupin the Third? Lupin the Third. <laughs> do, 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 do. Go ahead and talk. I'm just gonna do this behind <laughs> you. <laughs> so according to the uh, oh, go ahead, I'm oh, do, 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 so according to the synopsis do, do, on my anime list, Lupin oh. will be star. There. Oh, there we go. Lupin will be starring as the main <laughs> character in this upcoming series, set to take place in Italy and San Marino. Ooh, Italy! Reflecting its setting, the anime will debut in Italy before airing in Japan. Lupin the Third fans will know that the titular thief now has a blue coat. <laughs> a blue Following coat. his earlier appearances in green. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, what is there to say about this anime? It's Lupin. I mean, I'm super excited to get some more of it. Uh, you guys, I, I mean, really. I totally want to watch this. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who's, who's not going to watch this? Seriously. Uh, the director of this series is, let's see, Yuichiro Yano, who, let's see what else he worked on here. He did some some uh, episode director and key animation work on Kimi no, Kimi Uh I mean, M- Mujin Wasuke Survive. He was the director of that, which is pretty cool. Oh, Moyashimon. I like, I I like Mujin Wasuke Survive. That was good. Yeah, so he, you know, he's worked on a few things, not too much. Um, but yeah, I'm of course excited to see some more thievery and cunning wit. You know, so people who don't like Lupin the Third don't have a soul. They don't. They don't. <laughs> Honestly, so it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, wait! I thought you guys were gonna be like Chiaki. You're so insensitive. Right, we no. have to like, move on. Yes. Must true. move on now. <laughs> so uh, I gotta kill all the fun. So the next Felix's last anime is Ameiro Koko. And it's done by the studio EMT Squared, which I think this is their first, the studio's first anime. Mm. So we'll have to see. Uh, the director is Tomomi Mi- uh, Mochizuki, whom has, who directed House of Five Leaves, which I think people like that, and God Help Us All, Pupa. <laughs> oh, my God. Pupa. Oh, my God. <laughs> that wasn't even me trying to imitate the drop. I just, like, literally, oh, my God. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so God help us all. Uh, the synopsis is that due to various circumstances, college freshman Aoi Tokura begins part-timing at the cafe Rainy Color, which is the name of the anime, run by Shion Koga and owned by Koji Amami. Attending the cafe are cool and handsome Keiichi Iwase and the confident Ryota Sakurai. Aoi's life gets a lot more hectic but fun. This is going to be a, a bad show. <laughs> I just know it is. Poor I mean, Felix. The the uh, the synopsis just basically tells me 
that it's going to be like one of those episodic shows where they just have like random comings and goings. You never know, though. He uh, he is not jaded at all. I know that he's not. That is the beauty of Mr. Felix. That's true. I'm not saying Felix will not like the show. I'm just saying I don't think I would like it. <laughs> he's just saying no sane <laughs> person would like the show. <laughs> all right, let's move on here. Uh, my number, my next anime, it was my number uh, four overall. See, we can't all get our top three, Kazuo. <laughs> so n- the number four overall, and I think this is probably, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, this is my prediction for best anime of the season right here. It's Ore Monogatari. I think this is going to be the best show of the season. I'm oh, you excited for this one. Man, I was super excited about that one, too. It's basically the story of my life. Not only is it <laughs> not only is it done by Studio Madhouse, so you can have some faith in the animation quality, but the director is literally like a legend. How did you... I was just looking at the yeah, selection wait sheet. wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have this higher than you, and I have a higher dice roll. Dun, dun, dun. We can talk about that later, but I was pretty <laughs> careful doing it. Careful in cheating the system. The um, the director is Morio Asaka, whom was the director of Nana, which that should say enough right there. I could just I should, I could just stop there, but no, I'll keep going. He also directed Chobits, Chihaya Fudu, both Chihaya Fudus, Card Captors Sakura and Aoi Bungaku, and there's like 20 more, but those are the big ones. So you know this director is sort of like another demigod in the community. Based on a manga and from 2011, Takeo Golda is a giant guy with a giant heart. Too bad the girls don't want him. (sighs) Oh, Kazuo, it'll be okay. Yep. They want his good-looking best friend, Sunakawa. Yep. I gotta gotta start hanging out with more ugly people. That's what I need to do. (laughs) Used to being on the sidelines, Takeo simply stands tall and accepts his fate. But one day, when he saves a girl named Yamato from a harasser on the train... His love life suddenly takes an incredible turn. So this is like, this character, Takeo, this man, think like Slam Dunk, big. Mm -hmm. Like, think of like Gori from Slam Dunk. And then like, oh, it's like having the big guy who's kind of like a soft, lovey guy on the inside. And, you know, it's going to be... It's going to be a really cute romance. I think it's going to be really cute. It, I, I expect this to be really well executed. Mm-hmm. Now, the title sucks. It basically means, like, my story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that this anime is going to be one of the best, if not the best, animes of the season. So Ooh. if you're, like, a romance person or if you... I mean, just watch the trailer. Like, the character just... Like, I'm practically in love with the main character already, and I haven't even seen the anime. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be really good. So my next one was my number two pick, and it shouldn't surprise anyone. Sidonia no Kishi, Daikyu Wakuse Senki. It is produced by the same pic- uh, same studio as the original Sidonia no Kishi, or Knights of Sidonia, Polygon Pictures. And the director this time, though, interestingly, is Hiroyuki Seishita. And Seishita was not the original director on the original Knights of Sidonia. He was an assistant director for the first season. So that's kind of interesting to see a directorial change between seasons because I don't think you see that all that often. Hmm. Um, It is going to be a direct sequel. The Sidonia has narrowly avoided a collision with an asteroid 
And now they're on their way to the Lem system to try to wipe out the Ghana nest. They're going to kill the shit out of everybody. Yeah. Everybody's going to die. I'm, I, I, just listen to our Knights of Sidonia review, and, and you'll know why I'm excited Knights for this. Knights of Sidonia is awesome. God, they yeah. kill everybody. Don't even bother liking the characters. <laughs> they will be killed. Do, 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 do. And by the way, Chiaki, I just took a really close look at our at our like round robin selection thing. Did you? Did you? And you are wrong. I oh. am. Yes, you are. How? Because you picked your first pick. Uh, what? No you, spoilers. You got your first pick, right? <laughs> right, right. And I got my first pick. Okay. But then by the time, but then when you got your second pick, which was which was Nancy Sidonia, right? Then I went, and my second and third oh, were already gone. Oh, okay. So that's how I ended up with my fourth one. Because you had Sidonia also as your second. I have no idea how any of this works. <laughs> <laughs> so stop complaining. Oh, I got Knights of Sidonia. That's so awful. You're going to watch it anyway. Of course I will, because they kill everybody. It's that awesome. show is so good. So excited. Woo! <laughs> okay, so uh, oh. Kazuo. Oh, it's my turn. Oh, okay. Now, a lot of people thought this would be my number one pick. Oh, yeah? But I threw a curveball, and for my number two pick... Oh, I'm so excited. You're such a weenie. Digimon Adventure Try. Oh, my God. What? Right. Oh, man. Yes. Blowing up the predictions. Digimon. No, that's the wrong one. Digimon. Are you going to summon Exodia? What? No, wrong show, dude. Is... Is that the Black Magic Knight? <laughs> God damn it. I love, you know what? I love this, I <laughs> Black, love this Black pick. Black Mage or whatever? I love this pick, Kazuo, because nobody watching in the chat expects this from us. So you are... I'm going to give oh. you another pat on the back. I'm so excited for this show. For a uh, second, I saw... I know you said try, but I saw it, and I thought it said IRL, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Digimon Adventure IRL? No, it's... um. So this is, I guess... Well, it's the third... Season, obviously, it's not the third season. There's a bunch of seasons of Digimon, but as far as like f with the original cast, so with Ty and the gang, um, it takes place. Uh, let's look at the plot summary here. Uh, it takes place approximately six years after the events of Digimon Adventure and three years after Digimon Adventure 2. So Ty is now 17, he's in high school. Um, when he and his friends, the chosen children, it says here, or the Digi Destin, um, have you watched Digimon before? Yeah. He's like, I, do you know who I am? What? I'm what? Kazuo. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? <laughs> I love Digimon. Okay, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, so um, basically they're called back to save the world again. Another adventure. Um, I'm, it, it's, I mean, it's just more Digimon, you know? Um, the studio is Toy Animation. Uh, there you go, Dragon Ball. So, yeah, and I think they also worked on the original Digimon as well, if I remember correctly. I might be wrong on that one, though. Probably. Uh, the director is Keitaro Motonaga, who has worked on a few things. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything I recognize here. Uh, he was an episode Day director. Date A Live. On, oh, what's that? He did Date A Live. Date A Live, yeah. He, Get he, Backers. Oh, Get Backers, which I also enjoyed. Ginga uh, Kiko Time Majestic Prince, which I loved that anime. That was such a cool mecha show. Yeah, he he's worked on a few. Jormun Gone. This guy's got a ton of shit. Kikider. Some, some Lupin the Third, Magic Knight, Ray Earth. He was, did some episodes, or quite a few episodes on that, directed those. Um, yeah, it's too many to mention, basically. Yeah, so he's worked on quite quite a bit. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I haven't seen, they haven't put out really much at all. I don't even think there's a PV at this point. There's just a poster um but that, that's all i need to know all i need to know is there's more digimon and it's coming 
and it's got the original gang. By the way, P.A.P. in the chat said that you digivolved into bearded Kazuo. <laughs> <laughs> Kazuo digivolved, too. All right. I'm going to do my last one here. All right. Because we're kind of going a little bit long. Do it. My number one pick and my number one overall selection. So I got lucky here. I think we all got our number one picks. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So my number one pick is a show that cannot be left out of the season that is Ghost in the Shell Arise. Yeah. And I'm not a I'm not very well versed in Ghost in the Shell. I've seen the first movie. I've seen maybe six episodes of Standalone Complex, and that's about it. But I still want to watch this. So the studio's production IG. The director is uh, Kazuchika Kise, who has a lot of involvement in Ghost in the Shell, but does not have much directing. This is a Television anime version of the Ghost in the Shell Arise movie, I think. The first eight episodes are an edited version of the four movies, while the last uh, two are new content. Does that make any sense? And in, in, in 2027, Makoto Kusanagi is a highly skilled agent of the military that meets Daisuke Aramaki, former soldier who is currently the chief of public security Sector 9. Their encounter sparks the assembly of an elite new unit within Sector 9. So I think the first portion of this series, of this series is going to be a recapping, a retelling of, the, of a prior Ghost in the Shell property, the, I think of one of the movies. And then the second half of it is going to be like new stuff. But either way, I'm watching it because it's Ghost in the Shell. You know what's amazing about the Ghost in the Shell franchise when you think about it? I don't think that franchise has put out anything that was crap. For all the content that it has put out, I can't think of one piece of content that was like, yeah, that sucked. Yeah, nothing was... I mean, you, the worst thing I could think of is when they came out with the uh, the remake of the original movie on Blu-ray and like did some weird crap with the yeah. animation, but yeah, everything's always been great with them. Watashi in the chat says, Mitsugi, WTF, watch the rest of Standalone Complex. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, Standalone Jeez. Complex is pretty incredible. You definitely need to watch Jeez. that. Jeez. Yeah, the man can only watch so much anime in his life. <laughs> more. Watch more. more. So my number one pick, quite literally, last one I'm going to talk about, and my number one pick was Owari no Serif. And just kidding. I'm just kidding. Shut up. And Owari no Serif was produced by Wit Studio, the studio behind Hozuki no Reitetsu, Attack on Titan, and The Rolling Girls. So some, some big things. Yeah, they seem to do a lot of good work. The director is Daisuke Tokudo, and this is really his directorial debut. But he was involved as, like, indirect directorial capacities, as, like, episode directors or whatever, in Bionen no Zamdo. And I know a lot of people like Zamdo and Attack on Titan as well. So this is kind of, I'm hoping this is the start of someone who's very talented. It is based off of a manga that started in 2012. And... I've gotten into the habit of I look at the picture. If it looks interesting from the PV from the picture, I watch the PV and then read the synopsis. And when I first started watching the PV, this was basically my train of thought. Here it comes. Okay, it's pretty. It's pretty looking. All right, kind of kind of cliche anime character. Okay, okay. Oh my god, it's vampires. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> I'm so done with vampires. I don't want to. Oh. Oh, holy shit. Oh, that fight scene was pretty cool. No, I'm done with vampires. I'm not watching this. Oh, that was pretty cool. Oh, my God. He looks like... Oh, uh, my God. I'm so done. What, um, 
what's his name from uh, Devil Survivor or whatever? You expect me to remember that guy's name? <laughs> what? The main character from Devil Survivor. Jeez, you're asking too much. I'm sorry. I'm too old to remember stuff like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. And and it really it progressed through the whole the whole PV where I'm sitting here and I'm like, don't make me like this show. And I watched it again and the PV made me like this show. So the synopsis is in 2012, um, the world quote unquote comes to an end at the at the hands of a human made virus that is going through the global populace and it leaves only children untouched. At the same time, vampires are emerging and followed by, you know, the age old horror stories that come with them. Um, they claim the world and subjugate the remnants of humanity and bring them beneath the surface to protection. And the protection is that they're basically used as like food. So the main mm, character, Yuichiro, and his friend, who's a fellow orphan, because we have to have a bunch of orphans, uh, Mikaela, are plotted to escape the children, however it resulted, or escape the orphanage, however it evolved, ev resulted in a bunch of the children's death. Um, this anime has like angels and demons and vampires, and it looks over the top and ridiculous. Angels and demons and vampires. Oh, oh my. <laughs> yeah, right? And I'm super nervous about it, but there was something in the trailer. Like the fight scene was good. The animation was good, and it looked interesting. So my number one pick is Awadi no Seraph. Good luck on that. Thanks. Yeah, good luck with that. Did Felix give his number one pick yet? I, I already did all Felix's. Oh, we did all of his? Yeah. Okay. So I guess it's my turn then. It is your last. My last. last. My number one pick. Let's see. What haven't we now, said yet? Now, let me say this. Um, although I am very excited for this show, I would have originally put Digimon as my number one pick, but I knew that nobody else was going to pick Digimon, so I could <laughs> drop it a little bit lower. So so this would have been my number two, but it w I made it my number one pick, and that is Kekai Sensen. Uh, Kekai Sensen is, um, let's see here. Oh, this PV looks good. I remember watching It's getting watching a lot it. of attention. It's getting a lot of attention, for sure. The first thing that, that caught my, uh, my eye was the, the person who wrote the manga. It's based off of a manga, um, that's been running since 2009. Um, and the, the person who is writing the manga is, uh, Yasuhiro Naito, which, uh, also wrote Trigun, um, and Gungrave, which I love Gungrave. Um, and is pretty cool, at least the first half. Yeah, so uh, I'm very, very, very interested in his work. The studio is Studio Bones, who is obviously everybody knows Studio Bones, very popular. He's worked on a ton of stuff. Um, you know, Soul Eater, Rika 7, uh, Space Dandy, just, yeah, a bunch of stuff. Uh, so it's a good studio, good writer. The director is, who's the director? Uh, Rie Matsumoto. Is it a girl? Is it a girl? Yeah, I guess. It's a girl. It's a girl. DA is definitely a girl's name. Yeah. Wow, that's and rare. she's worked on a few things. Um, I don't see. I think this might be her. She hasn't directed anything. Yeah, I don't think she's directed anything. She, oh, no, wait, wait. She has uh, Kyoso Giga. Kyoso Giga. Yeah. So oh. That's a pretty big one. That was, that was a really good show. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it. Oh, well, I should probably tell you what the show's about, huh? Um, so, the synopsis on my anime list is A breach between Earth and the Netherworlds has opened up over the city of New York, trapping New Yorkers and creatures from other dimensions in an impenetrable bubble. They've lived together for years in a world of crazy crime sci fi sensibilities. Now, someone is threatening to sever the bubble, and a group of stylish superhumans is working to keep it from happening. 
Um, I watched the PV on this. It looks incredible. Uh, the animation's really nice. The action is insane. Um, I, yeah, I'm just excited for this one. It looks like a, a, a fun, action-packed sci-fi thing. insane! Yeah. So, yeah. Wow, I think cool. we have really good picks. I don't know how in the name of whatever we're going to be able to narrow this down to only eight anime. I was going to say, this we'll is one of the first out. seasons in a long time where after the impressions, I'm sitting here thinking... I can't pick what eight we're going to end up watching. And I'm actually nervous about narrowing it down to eight. Well, I know so. Icy Rose likes to try to predict the eight anime ahead of time. So we'll have to see if, uh, if he can manage. All right. So one more time. Can we all just read through the anime we're watching very quickly? Uh, here are mine from, uh, from least anticipated to most anticipated. Maho Shoujo Lyrical Nanaha Vivid. Nagato Yuki-chan no Shoshitsu. Punchline Ore Monogatari. And Ghost in the Shell Arise. Mine from least to most anticipated are Kyokai no Rine, Kyogako no Pleiades, Hibike Infor- Euphorium. Euphonium. Euphonium. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, Sidonia no Kishi, Daikyu Wakuse Senki, and Owari no Serif. Felix has um, Ameiro Koko, Dungeon ni Deai o Motomeru, and Arslan Senki. And mine are Shokugeki no Soma, <laughs> Plastic Memories, Lupin the Third, uh, Digimon Adventures Try. Or and, in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and Kekai Sensen. All right. Well, we are looking forward to the season, obviously, and we hope you are too. Now we're going to take our second anime news break. And when we come back, we are going to have a review that is literally years in the making. We are going to finally review the anime Steinscape. So don't go anywhere. Hey all you anime addicts, this is Chiaki and this is your anime news break. First up, it's something you hear about happening in Japan, but never something in the States. And for those of you who have always wanted to go to an anime-based theme park, well, getting to Japan can be a little bit difficult. But Six Flags Magic Mountain Theme Park in Los Angeles County, California, from March 8th to August 10th, will be giving you a little taste of that Japanese flair. They've re decorated a train on its giant Goliath roller coaster as Monster Hunter 4's flagship Gore Magala monster. The campaign also features special Monster Hunter merchandise and outdoor displays. The Universal Studios theme park in Japan has also been hosting annual promotional campaigns from the Monster Hunter franchise, so from those of you who are in Japan, you can get a little Monster Hunter love too. Another news for those of you who are dub fans, Funimation Entertainment has recently announced the English dub cast for Ping Pong, the animation, and want to be the strongest in the world at Anime Detour this past week. You can find full cast lists online, but I'll answer the question most of you are probably dying to know. Yutaka Hoshino, or Peiko, is voiced by Eren Dismuke. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that with a Japanese accent, and it shouldn't be, but you've probably heard his voice as he played Alphonse Elric in the Full Metal Alchemist TV series. 
Now Hatsune Miku may seem like she's everywhere, but the May issue of Sheisha's shoujo magazine Ribbon will be announcing that a new manga starring Hatsune Miku as well as her other Vocaloid friends will premiere in the magazine's June issue released on May 1st. The manga is titled Mirai Tune and Yukari Somekawa will be drawing it. Finally, in a bit of news that is particularly appropriate for this episode, the head of mages, Chiyomaru Shikura, has recently announced that Steins Gate Zero, a follow-up game to the original Steins Gate visual novel, is not a fan disc, but a true sequel, and will be including stories from three of the Steins Gate novels as well as from some of the drama CDs. An anime adaptation of Steins Gate Zero has also been greenlit. So it looks like fans of the Steins Gate world, or should I say timeline, are getting a lot of new content coming soon. This was Chiaki, and this was your anime news break. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back to the show soon. Recently on the Otaku Spirit anime cast, Dark Helmet was a lollicon? Why? Why do you keep making me out to be this evil person? You want to destroy Christmas. I just imagine Chris being in his room with two little little action figures going, oh, I'm evil Andrew, tempting to take away the lollies. No, no, you stop. I am Chris, the lolly saver. And then somebody walks indoor and says, did you see anything? No, I didn't see you play with your figure, sir. It's baseball's reference. I can totally see the this. only one who got that was probably Neko. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Did we age ourselves? Yes. Oh, my God. We aged ourselves. <laughs> Please prove me wrong. I want to see a bunch of comments in the thread for this podcast claiming that they know what Spaceballs is. <laughs> Not that they know what Spaceballs is, but that they, 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 they know that particular that part. That particular scene. <laughs> because if you don't know that part, then you probably just know it by name. Hear more on the Otaku Spirit anime cast. Search Otaku Spirit on iTunes or go to otakuspirit.com. Story time with Cram. And yes, we are now presently in Cram's house. That's right. So we are in the uh, the murder room. Actually. Yes, yeah. oh, this yeah. is the murder room. Oh, it's the, would you like to tell? You have to tell the story now. Uh, I've told it on the podcast before, but I guess it was back in 2006, December of 2006. Uh, someone was murdered in this house. The people that were living here. Um, the son was taking care of his mother and she was very ill as I understand it. And I guess he wanted to put her out of her misery. So he took a pillow and, uh, asphyxiated her right here, right here, right where we're same doing tatami? this right here. Yeah. Same to Tommy. Well, no, they changed the to Tommy. Oh, they changed the to so Tommy. We That's are. Good. So you mean to tell me that we're actually broadcasting right now in the exact maybe square meter where a person was smothered to death? Yeah. Wow. We're also underneath my bedroom, uh, where a man died of an illness. Wow. The father. Nobody will ever want to spend the night at Cram's house. Back to the podcast. And we're back to the 270th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. We had a great segment on the upcoming anime for this current season. And now we are going to jump right in. Let's keep that momentum going, guys, and give a review on Stein's Gate. Can I just say first that Mitsumitsugi finally got his tax return? Did he? Yes, and I am going to buy a PS4. Woo! I'm going to buy a microwave and, and a I- cell phone, and I'm going to text the cell phone. You're, you're, interrupt- <laughs> you're, you're interrupting my story. I'm sorry. And I'm going to buy Bloodborne because I heard that that game is awesome. 
Okay, so Steins Gate. Let's give a little history on this one. I picked this anime, according to Astrophysics, the AAA archivist. I picked this anime back in episode 76. Way <laughs> back in the day. Yes, this is an indictment of Chiaki. Um, <laughs> I picked this episode back in 76. And, back in 76. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, three years late. It's not and so, so bad. what happened to it? Did it fail? So, or? so I started watching it. And then I got bored. Okay. And then I didn't watch it. And then I was like, no, this time I'm going to do it. And then I started watching it again. And then I got bored. And then people stopped asking about it. And I'm like, but no, I should watch it. So then I saw, started watching it again. And then it kind of faded into obscurity. And I was like kind of that kid in the classroom who did something wrong. It was just going, as long as the teacher doesn't <laughs> ask about it, it's okay, hopefully, right? Hopefully no one notices. Am I the teacher? <laughs> Um, I think our listeners uh, yeah. are the teacher on this one. So Steinsgate is, I would say, and maybe you, you guys can disagree. I think it's the greatest anime of all time, right? <laughs> I mean, according to the list, that's what I, I, that's what I see online. I would say that Steinsgate, I, I'm, I'm going to open this by saying Steinsgate is arguably one of the most talked about anime of the past five years. Definitely. Um, I think... Oftentimes when this anime comes up, it's often linked with how have you guys not reviewed this? Why haven't you seen it? Um, it's just a show that a lot of people revere, as you were saying, Kazuo, as being really, really good. And if you look at a lot of the anime lists, whether you subscribe to those or not, Steins Gate, I think, is universally in like the top 10, if not the top five, if or, not the top. I mean, um, on Anime News Network, it's number one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's number two on my anime list. So, uh, this is a show that we should have watched a long time ago, and I'm sorry. But I'm here now to say that I didn't finish it again, and Kazuo and Mitsu are going to be reviewing this. You didn't this. finish it again? No, I'm just trolling. Oh, my I'm God. Just, I'm just trolling. So, this is a, this is a Nitro Plus anime. <laughs> This is a Nitro Plus anime. Nitro Plus? Yeah, it's like that, that's the original creator. Okay. Nitro Plus has done a ridiculous amount of stuff. Um, the, the stuff that I recognize here, I have Chaos, Chaos Head, Dramatical Murder, Fate Zero, uh, bah, 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 Requiem for the Phantom. Of course, they did Steins Gate, as I said, and uh, Togayanu no Chi. That's, so they've done a lot of stuff. And this anime came out, yeah, as we said, it came out in... 2011 in the sp in the spring, mm -hmm. and it's a uh, yeah it's a time travel anime. So yeah. the anime starts out with a character whose name is um, Rintaro Okabe. Or I Okane. believe you mean I believe you mean Hoinkyoma. Hoinkyoma. No, his, his real name is Okabe. Yeah, okay. and uh, he is a self-proclaimed mad scientist. Who has a lab that I think is an Akiba. I am mad and scientist. It's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> and and um, he has a sort of a secret lab, quote unquote, that's in, I think it's an Akiba. Most, a lot of this anime takes place in Akihabara. Yeah. And in his lab, he has his, his, his friends whom are, who, who the, first, the girl's name is... Uh, um, Mayuri and the man and the guy's name is Daru. Yes. And Daru is like an otaku nerd who is overweight and only plays like 
He only has girlfriends in like the 2D world, as he puts it. And is a super hacker. A super hacker. Mm -hmm. And Mayuri is like a ditzy girl who kind of adds a nice atmosphere to the overall... To the overall sort of flow of the other characters. And at least in the beginning of the show, what happens is they sort of acquire more friends in the lab, and everything seems like a normal sort of anime until... Um, they start sending too many emails back in time once they get the, their, their, their time machine working to the point where it can send information mm-hmm. back in time. They will send an email back in time, and what they do is they, they F up. They send too many, they, they change too many small things, and it creates the, the butterfly effect, as, as we all know it to be called. Basically, yeah. Which is which is, you know, where you change one thing that leads to another thing being changed, it leads to another thing being changed, and when you've got, mm-hmm. like, six of those things going on at once, it gets to the point where he, where all the anime, all the moe or whatever gets erased from Akiba, and, like, they know they've really effed up bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, things continue to spiral out of control, and it becomes a story of trying to, re- trying to undo the changes that were currently done, and sort of set the course of history in the most desired direction. Right. So I think I think the way we should approach this review, I it's think difficult. that was a, a great overview, Mitsugi. It's a really difficult th- I, thing to describe. I almost want to approach it going chronologically through the show rather than being kind of all over the place like we'll do in reviews. Going okay. chronologically through the show. And I would say it's no spoilers up until the big event around mm-hmm. episode 11, 12. Right. And and I think you guys know when I say the big event. The yeah. Yeah. The only thing that um, happened in the show. So <laughs> so once I, I think I think we can say no spoilers halfway through. We'll keep going, but we'll just do our spoiler. The, the story is really complex, but I, I want to make sure that I touch on these things that I wrote down here on the bottom of the of, of the outline. I didn't think it was all that complex, to um, be honest. Well, it's a complex story in the scope of anime. For sure. Well, that I can maybe agree with. So I, this, the story starts out with Okabe. And Okabe is attending this, um, uh, this I don't know, what is it, panel review. And he's there with Mayuri. And while he's there, he sees a girl who, he discovers a girl who's been stabbed to death. Right. And he freaks out. He's, yeah. He freaks out and ends up getting a weird kind of phone message later. And has well, this. He freaks out and then he texts um, his buddy saying, you know, this girl's dead. Right. Blah, blah, blah. And so when he does that, there's kind of this weird deja vu time skip moment. And all everyone is like, what do you mean? We didn't go to the conference. The, the, the paper presentation didn't happen. What are you talking about? She's dead. She's alive. And the character, who's Kirisu, ends up being alive. And so Okabe is, of course, doing the kind of normal time traveler reaction of like, oh, my God, am I going crazy? Did I dream it? What's going on? Okay, whatever. I'll take it at face value. Mm -hmm. Now, what he really did was he sent a text message to the phone that happened to be attached to a microwave in the lab. And that sent the message back in time. And messages back in time are now called D messages. D messages. Um, so so let's, up until that point, where are you guys at with this show? Up until the point where we have kind of the D messages and whatnot. Where are we at? 
Like, well, well, what do we think of the mentally, show? Okay, so like, do when, you have any issues yet? Yeah, you know, that kind of, when they first—that's what I'm saying. Let's let's review this in chronological order. Okay, so when they first discovered the D, D messages are working, and then is e, that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a, up to that point, nothing has really happened. I mean, it's it's it's. I thought Honestly, the show was boring. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to. I want to yeah. try to be as nice as possible, but yeah, it was incredibly boring. It, and not only like was it boring in that nothing happened, it was boring in that it just looked visually boring. Like right. the way that they animated it, the 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 color palette that they didn't choose to use um, because everything was just so washed out. It was just it was not interesting to look at or interesting to 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 watch to to observe here's the thing I, I thought the anime took its sweet time and i'm not sure exactly what episode you're on right now in your in your in your discussion but I, i'm just gonna say episode five and i think they took their sweet time doing just about anything in the show and it really isn't until about episode nine when you realize holy shit i'm like really truly changing the hold, events of history hold on uh, the chat wants to point out it's not d message it's d mail d mail whatever i'm i'm sorry whatever same difference <laughs> But um, wait, wait, wait a second. Oh, but I think that even though this anime, I, th- I think, was slow the first time through up until episode nine or so. It's the kind of show where if I having having the knowledge of the events that happen up until th- throughout the end of the show, I think if I went back and watched the beginning of the show, there's a good chance that things will make sense. And I'll start to go, oh, that's why they did that. Oh, I get it now. Oh, oh, oh OK. You know, this isn't quite as boring as I thought. So I kind of feel like maybe it's the type of show where you need to watch the whole thing, and then you got to do, and you just have to watch the whole thing again. I I would agree with that, and I'll I'll talk more on that later. Hmm. So the first the first kind of issue, obviously, I had issues with the pacing on the first half of the show. I dropped this show no less than four times. I started watching it, got to episode four ish, and went, I can't, I just can't, I'm so bored, and. The the pacing the pacing is an issue. The characters are Okabe is really the best one. I mean, Dadu isn't bad, and Mayuri she she grew on me as the story went on. So I feel like I forgive beginning Mayuri a little bit, but in the beginning, I really did want to punch her. Actually, I disagree with I, you. Yeah, go ahead. One of the points I have written down here under my quote unquote positive remarks were that I thought pretty much every character in the anime was really likable. No way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I They were all one-note characters. The worst one is Mayuri. Except She's for the, worst. the main character. I disagree. I, I kind of liked Mayuri. I liked... I liked Mayuri she, she, and Okabe's relationship, but, 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 let me, let me finish. I liked her for what she was with Okabe. As a character on her own... I didn't think she had much of anything to her. Because so much of the anime revolves around, quote-unquote, saving her, you know? We're not there yet. We can't talk about anything in this show without that well, piece we of haven't, knowledge. We haven't, we ha- we're just getting to the point. Fine. I was it's... at the point where... Um, did you guys have a problem with how this time travel machine came to be? Because I don't really remember any explanation other than... Well, that was lucky. We discovered something to send wait, ma- mail wait, back in time. Wait, wait a second. I, I've got to take control of this. We, we, this review is everywhere. Can we please? No, you're the one. I'm trying. Order. I, look, I started talking about the characters. I want to finish talking about the characters before we start talking about microwaves and shit. Wait, uh, okay. No, I was trying to take it in order, which is what I said from the beginning. Well, I want to talk about the characters. Okay, go ahead. I thought all the characters were really good. I thought I, I even thought Moeka was good as a character. And 
I thought that she sort of had her own problems that got revealed throughout the course of the anime. And I didn't think any of the characters really suffered from any of the extreme tropes that you see from a lot of anime. I didn't think that anybody was too one-note. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot of fan service that the characters were subjected to. And I thought that pretty much all, all the characters in the show, right down to Mr. Braun in the shop, I thought they were all likable. And I think that I have proved that with myself because I remember all their names still. Yeah. Which mm. almost never happens. I will say with the characters that... One thing that I can really praise Steinsgate for is the characters that I thought were going to be annoying, one-dimensional, or non-existent, or didn't matter at the very beginning. I had a different opinion of them at the end of the show. And that's called character development. And lots of shows don't have it. Yeah, there were definitely some interesting changes that took place with some of the characters, but a lot of them just... I mean... uh, it's, it's it's the exact opposite of what you said. Is I feel that a lot of them were one dimensional. Um, like who? Which one? Like uh, my Yudi could have been a dog yeah. in this anime, but other than her, okay. So yes, um, all, everybody else had like their own special role in the story. I I, I, I guess mean, yeah, they all had a special role in the story, but the characters themselves weren't interesting. Like uh, uh, Kurisu is your basic Sundere character. Uh, Mayuri is the 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 little sister character who's always like trying to please the big brother um i mean they're they all just fall into these different tropes really but but they have stories to them they actually these characters are actually given backstories which makes them more than just a trope yeah some of them were interesting like suzuha was interesting um one episode with moika i found interesting when you really find out about her um but overall like i didn't care about them so now that we've okay. indulged mitsugi with the characters can we go back to what i had originally suggested going okay through all right all right okay okay so did you guys have a problem with how the time machine microwave came to be because yes. i had a little bit of a problem with i did that. Okay. i thought that they gave almost no explanation whatsoever it was, it was, we just had to assume that they figured it out that's how i felt I, I felt like it was one of those, like, and I get it, that happens in science where you just discover things, but it was a little bit too, like, okay, we just have a time-traveling microwave now. And then there's an element of that sci-fi magic to it, which is going to happen, and I can forgive it, but it's kind of like, if you strapped a cell phone to a microwave, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, it would And... Yeah, I mean, they, did exp- they didn't explain how the machine worked itself, too much but they i i do appreciate how they did work in certain legitimate time travel theories into yes. the show they kind of made a hodgepodge mess of it all but they at least tried to base it in some sort of modern theory well and that was what i was going to say too was that the show had a lot of fun call out so so episodes one to five were kind of up to there and around episode four five they is when they really start discover discovering that um that they have this ability to change time. And so they start using it. And then episodes five to like 10, 11 ish are them using this machine to change time as they so see fit. Mm -hmm. And so I, during, during this point in the show, I thought one, then, and this is one praise that I wrote down for Steinsgate is that I thought for a time travel show, they did a really good job of keeping things explained. Like, even if it was a little 
scientific-y mumbo jumbo sci-fi magic whatever you want to call it where it was just like okay here's our explanation and this is what works for the world so just go with it even if they did that they at least did it which a lot of anime shows that they don't even put that much thought into it can, can i just say that i suck at trying time travel stories every time i watch a show with time travel in it i get confused yeah and i feel like i get most of the stuff that happened yeah it was i felt like it was pretty straightforward um the way that they the way they handled it uh the only thing one of the things that bothered me and it's whatever is at, when you know they sent like their first message or what they thought was their first message and then it profoundly affected the world like it changed something pretty major and then they continued to do so and i'm like what are you doing stop yeah. like every you send this this small message and it changes an entire downtown area it's right. like, maybe you should just stop what you're doing right now before you screw up everything. I thought that, too, because they do send, like, a few more after that. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, didn't you learn <laughs> So that anything? was frustrating. <laughs> so the way time travel in this world works is that it's, it's on the theory of there is a universal timeline. And at one point, the mm -hmm. analogy of a rope is used. Mm -hmm. And a singular timeline is like a rope. It has a lot of different fibers, but it makes up a singular path toward an end and those are like the important points in time now right. you can have different ways to get there which are the different timelines and every time they make a d message or send a d message it, it moves them to a different timeline send you the d now <laughs> now a d Okarin, that can change time a d that changes time uh Okarin has the what is it steiner reading ability reading steiner reading steiner and he's able to remember because when time shifts, people lose their memories mm -hmm. for the most part. It's like kind of locked away in the, the psyche, but they lose their memories of the other time, except for Okabe. He remembers. Now, later on in the series, we find out that they or they get get the ability to send his consciousness as data mm -hmm. back in time. And so that enters into the real time travel. And I think we're right about at the cusp of episode 10, 11. So do we want to blow this wide open, sound the spoiler alarm and I really mean, get into it? The problem with this anime is that almost all of it is all that is really entangled. And the story is really the, the point of the show. And with that being, without being able to spoil some, the some story very, is the point of the show. Well, you that, heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. That's, hey, that's not that's not such an obvious statement in anime. That's, I would say that's almost never the case nowadays. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. It's usually the, the point of this anime is her ass is what I should, is what I should be saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, we we can't really talk about what like what this anime is about unless we say some certain some very important points of the story. Okay. All right, so we are for all listeners, we have now crossed the threshold of major Spoilers. spoiler yeah. territory. We will spoil the ending for you. It is a good show too overall, so you if you haven't seen it, you might want to just, you know. Yeah, just just kind of stop here or if you don't care about spoilers you know yeah so the big thing that ends up happening is come episode what is it 12 i think yeah uh, some uh, it's yeah, 12, 12. Yep. yeah at the end of episode 12 mayuri dies she is shot she in is the shot face. in the face actually i think it's through the chest isn't it i don't know i, I just like matter. saying shot in the face <laughs> I, 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 no i actually think it is the face because there's a scene with a trickle of blood uh, on true. her cheek i like to think that it got her in the right boob what that's there's just no reason i just you know that's effed up why in the boob? What's the right boob. What's wrong with that? Yeah. There is no right boob. It's, it's very... 
<laughs> it's very okay, so, specific. So, yeah, I'm trying to be funny. So, Mayuri, I'm, I'm glad you got that. Oh, shot in the, in the head. I just read it on. So, yeah. oh, I find she's shot in the head. So, Mayuri dies. CERN busts into the lab and kills Mayuri. Right. And so. And CERN is led by someone who they once thought was their friend. Right, right exactly. It's led by, oh, what's her face? Uh, Moika. Moika. And they're tipped off to the fact that that they're developing this technology because they're they're able to track the, one of the de- one of the emails that gets sent, right? Is that right? That's yes. right, isn't it? Yes. So, um, oh well, no, actually, because they hacked into CERN and then CERN was able to backtrack them and realize wh- who the, what they were doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and Oka- then she sent a email. Okay. Okabe realizes that this is Fubar. Yes. And he gets up and he runs over to the time travel machine, which can now not only send messages, but it can send like consciousness. Yes, but it's only 48 hours. Right. Mm-hmm. And he sends himself back 48 hours because it's food. the situation is really foobar yeah. and he wants to try to change things. Now, here's where I felt the show got a little bit uh, murky as far as where he was in time, but I think that's okay because the point of the next like episode or two is to basically learn that Mayuri's death in the time stream they're in is an inevitable. Right. No matter what he does, he can't change it. If he tries to run away with her, she gets hit by a car. If she tries to take her on the train, she gets bumped and pushed onto the tracks. Like no matter what he does, he can't save her life. So. Yeah, he tries. It has a very um, Higurashi no Nakakoroni vibe to it, where, you know, it's not thousands of years, but... Uh, I think he said, like, three weeks or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because Zadika's trapped in that loop for, like, like 700 iterations or something. But, uh, or, no, not, not 700. <laughs> like, seven... She's been in the loop for, like, 7,000 years or something, but... Um, Okabe has been doing it over and over again, like a couple hundred times, I think. By the what? time who's been in the loop out. for seven thousand years? It's a different anime. Higurashi. Oh, okay. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's very Higurashi-esque, okay. and the fact that they keep doing the same thing over and over again to try to change history, but he just can't get it changed. Right, or right. Mado- Madoka, also kind of spoilery. Um, or Groundhog Day. <laughs> or Groundhog Day. So he tries to save her, and then finally he comes to the conclusion that no matter what he does, her death is an inevitability, and. What he has to do to to get to to prevent her from dying is to transfer kind of that world stream because I, I mentioned that rope. So basically, imagine that one rope is a world stream headed toward one inevitability, and there are inevitable incidents that happen along the way. If you can transfer to another world rope or whatever, well, it's uh, it, it, the way they explain it is the rope is time, and then the, right. the, the threads of the rope. Are various time streams, threads so of you fate. can jump to different threads within the same rope. Right, but what they were saying is, if you get a divergence oh, right, of right. one, you can jump ropes. Okay, right, right, right. To a different time stream that has different inevitabilities, mm-hmm. and so, but to do that, so first he's trying to go back and undo all of the emails he he sent. So. He sent all of these messages, allowed all of his friends to send these messages, and then the second half of the show is basically him going around and trying to get them to send new messages that undo their first messages. Can we discuss some of the messages that he undid? Because I feel like these are very important. Yes. So the entire point for him is to save Moika's life, right? Mayuri. Mayuri's life, sorry. Yeah. And in order to do so, he has to undo several things, one of which is um, one girl sent a D-mail or 
yeah, D-Mail back to save her father's life. Yes. So he changes that. So her father dies. Another person uh, was also killed. So he undoes that. Or he, he, he go, he's, he's supposed to undo that to have her then killed. Another person has a sex change and he undoes that. So basically, for one person's life, He's killing other people, ruining other people's lives. Well, and that's the whole crux. One that's life. the whole crux of the story. And and Steins Gate, I feel like, could be summed up as Okabe Rintaro is a selfish, selfish man. Because the first half of the series is his selfishness of being, this is fun, and I'm going to time travel, and consequences be damned, and whatever I want to know. And... His selfishness results in all of this happening. And then the second half of the series is him going, whoa, whoa, wait, I don't want my friend to die. I don't care about your happiness. I don't care about what you have that you always wanted because... Or I don't care you, if you dying. Yeah, I don't care if your dying. loved one's dying. I want my friend to survive. And that was an issue that I had specifically with the father dying one. Mm -hmm. I had such an issue with that because, A, the girl who sent the original e email that changed her prevented her father from dying eventually came to terms with it saying oh well he was never supposed to be alive and if it'll save Mayuri and I'm like no way screw Mayuri in dude. hell yeah I mean I think you could ask almost anyone and if it was like between your best friend and your father who would you say what if your father was a dick well, hers he wasn't. A, what hers if he wasn't. Was, what if he was a D? Well, and that's... Male. <laughs> uh, he was a male. And that's why he I said almost anyone. But her father wasn't. Like, it wasn't her yeah. dad ended up being, like, abusive or something or a drunk. And she was like, you know, it, this is this is fate. And it would have been better if he, he wasn't. Um, but it's I had such an issue with that. And then the other thing I had an issue with. So I can't believe we haven't mentioned this, but... There's there's a big thing with the IBM or what is it the IBMs or whatever in the show. Something. It's it's supposed know. to be the, the IBM fifty one hundred computer, and it's mm -hmm. based off of they reference John Tudor, who's who's a real person in internet history. Real person. Well, real person <laughs> air quotes. You're right, Kazuo, who claimed he came back from the future looking for this particular computer because it had the ability to. Uh, look in a specific processing language or whatever and hack into computers of the future and whatnot. And so half of the anime is about getting this stupid computer. Mm -hmm. And the reason why in her timeline that they didn't have the computer was her father had the computer and the D-mail that Catgirl sent, who, who's the daughter of, of the guy who we're talking about, mm -hmm. said that I have your daughter pay me X money. And so he sold the computer to pay for her daughter's fake ransom money. And that was the D-mail that he wasn't doing. But then I'm like, so why didn't she just send a different D-mail that says, no, just kidding, but don't go on that business trip. Like, uh, send another thing to keep her father alive and prevent him from selling the IBM 5100. Can I ask a question here? Are, yeah. we, are we getting caught up on, like, like, individual things? Because we don't have time. Okay. We need I'm to sorry. be talking about, like, the bigger picture here. Okay. I'm sorry. So, um, moving on to the next phase is where they're trying to, he's trying to, trying to unravel what he already created, right? Right. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. And Okabe realizes that we already established that he can't save Mayuri in the current timeline. So we're trying to jump, we're trying to jump to the, uh, to the, 
what is it, the alpha? I'm trying to jump back to the alpha line. Mm-hmm. Is it the alpha or the beta line where my UD's alive? Mm-hmm. Um, I asked the question yeah. and you said, mm-hmm. beta? Oh, oh, I don't know. I, it doesn't matter. I think Whatever. it's the beta. The omega. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> the other line. <laughs> the, so, okay, so the other line. And you find out that uh, Suzu, who I don't think we've even talked about yet, Suzu is sort of like the she's the weekend warrior or whatever character, the future warrior, and she comes. Oh, you, Suzu, yeah. you find out that Suzu, who's probably maybe the second most important character in the anime, comes back from the from far far in the future where it's already a dystopia because CERN has conquered the world or whatever and has turned into a hell. She comes back in time with the machine that that was created by, uh, da, um, Dadu, mm-hmm. and she is trying to to set things right in order to change the future. Right. And to do so, she needs Okabe's help. And so um, by the end of the show, and I'm, I'm really trying to jump ahead here, we're, you know, we're at the point where you know, they come to the realization that even if he can save Mayuri, uh, Kurisu is going to die. Yeah, right. he, basically one world line Mayuri dies and the other world line Kirisu dies. So right. Okabe is faced with that choice. But not only not only are we trying to save the women, but also we're trying to make sure that CERN doesn't doesn't gain the ability to become this superpower and cause world wars and things like that, you know, over time travel. Mm-hmm. So there are some uh, some big issues to accompany the small issues that are trying to be rectified by the end of the show. And honestly, I thought they did a pretty good job of handling it at the end. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought the main climax of the story. The main climax of the story was undoing the DMLs and getting back onto their quote-unquote original timeline mm-hmm. where CERN doesn't take over the world and Mayuri's alive. But that creates the secondary problem of Kirisu dies, which, of course, Okabe wouldn't care about in the beginning of the show because he'd never known her. But by the end of the show, they'd form this relationship and this love and this bond mm-hmm. that now he wants to save her. So it was almost like you had the main climax of the show and then... From the revolution, resolution had another kind of mini climax or mini solution. Right, and h- now, h- how do you guys feel about how he solved the death of Kurisu? I thought it was dumb. I thought it was really dumb. I mean, it's like okay, that was one because, thing I did not like. So basically, what they did was, in order to have her live, was he pretended she died? Well, and it's like, all, okay, who are you fooling? You can't fool time itself. F- first like, of, she's not dead. F- first of all, there must have been a better way to make fake blood than stab yourself in the stomach. Well, so he brought fake blood. It dried up. Oh, well, he's, he, he has an IQ of 170. Maybe he should have planned a little better. He's got like a little vial of <laughs> fake blood. That it's is like, true. He only, ha- he only brought like this much. Like a tiny little pinch. So that makes no sense. Second of all, people don't normally pass out from being tasered. Right, that I know of, they're incapacitated, but they're not like lying face down in a pool of blood. And dead. third of all, Kirisu never said, "Don't taser me, bro." Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of stuff. That, that, that scene was kind of sloppy. I mean, they could have. I. They could have thought. You know, he could have brought. He could have gone to a to a comic to a to a costume store, bought like a gallon of fake blood. You know, and well, handled that a little more. I don't think they had that much time. I, Doesn't he have like all the time in the freaking world? They got a time. He had well, enough. He had enough time to go back all the way to his lab to get that goddamn lightsaber. I had I had an issue with this point in the story, and I ended up I had enough of an issue that I contacted Astrophysics and I was like, "You like this show? Explain this to me." And we talked about it for a while because 
I was on board with sending the messages to the past. Okay, I could wrap my head around that. And, and even sending a consciousness to the past. Okay, that made sense to me. But when you start sending people physically backwards in time, I just feel like it starts getting messy. When you start creating the ability of there's person one and person two, things just begin to get a little more complex than I felt like what this show had time to deal with in the final two episodes. Yeah, I, I didn't think the end was was the best, uh, was handled as well as it probably could be, but I will say that while I thought that the show was a little slow in the beginning, I thought that the more and more information that we got about the show, the more I realized that most of the stuff in the show is actually used in the story. You know, there's a lot of stuff that is kind of weird. There's, there, was, there, there was a little bit of fan service. I, I didn't really, I didn't understand why we had to have a transgender character or whatever, um, and you know, or the ass shots, and you know, not everything was perfect. But I realized that like by the end of the show, almost everything made sense. Like all yeah. the characters had a place in the story. All, I, almost, all, almost everything had a purpose. It was very, no, it was, it was not a very wasteful anime, and I think that was really nice. I, I really liked, I thought the relationships in this anime were very good. Even even Okabe and Dado's relationship, I liked Okabe and Kirisu, and it, I felt like it was the development of a mature relationship. Since we're in spoiler territory, they kiss. Mm-hmm. Like seven times really awkwardly. God, they, it was really awkward. I even liked Okabe and Mayuri's relationship. Whether or not I like her as a character, their relationship, I thought was really nice to have something that was deeply loving and compassionate while not being sexual at no point did i ever feel that will they won't they romantic kind of tension between them and that's that's uncommon to see like a familial bond or a friendly bond that go that deeply in anime that isn't then pushed into the realm of you know uh let's make it sexual i regarding the characters and the relationships um some of them were okay. I appreciated that they actually had some sort of consummation with the romantic interest. Yeah. Um, I did not appreciate, and maybe this is just because, isn't it based off of like a... It's based off of a light a novel. light novel. Originally. Or something. And ev- basically every... I thought every, it was a visual novel. Every female... Oh, is it a vi- oh yeah, it is yeah, a, visual a visual novel. novel. I'm sorry. Every female character in the show is apparently in love with the main character in one way or another. Even the... the some of the male, well, one of the male characters is even in love with him. But but I thought I thought they handled it very well because Mayuri Mayuri and Okabe's love is not a romantic no, love. No, but and and the other girl, what's her face from the future? Yeah. Her love for Okabe is, is also not yeah. a romantic but love. It, it was like they're all willing to go through all this just for his approval. Or, it, or one thing that really bothered me, which we didn't really talk about at all, was with the transgender character that she was willing to give up being who she is just to go on a date with him. It's like, seriously? I didn't even think that character needed to be in the show at all. No, it didn't need to be in there, but I think with the way they, they, what they did with her was ridiculous. I I, I know Chiaki disagrees with this and I don't know. And I know we don't really have time to argue about this for a long time, but I thought that transgender character or whatever in the show was basically used as a source of comedy a lot of the time. And I don't really feel like that was not only, I don't think it was right to do that. I don't think that, I know that, like, I know, Chucky, you were making the point that, you know, you thought it was refreshing to see different types of people in, in anime. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is not a show about transgender people. It's not whole Musuko. I thought she, she was only in the show to be, like, 
a sex toy to be grabbed or dressed uh, up. I, I disagree with that because I think the grabbing that you're referring to had a legitimate place it in the story. But I, I, I will say that I think, was this character used for the sake of, of humor or interest moments? Uh, maybe for the for the sake of them being well, kind of that transgender character yes I there mean, were definitely there were those times, scenes yeah. yeah there were those scenes where Almost she always. was dressed up in girls clothes or whatever but at no point did it fall into the really bad stereotypes that you have in anime from the very from the very beginning you knew that it was a guy biologically and you did but even the first time they told you that there was there was some shock value intended Mm-hmm. I don't uh, Oh, de- yeah, definitely. Definitely. I thought yeah, it was a point, girl. I was like, oh, that that's was, a guy. Okay. That was the point is that it's a guy that looks so much like a girl that, you know, people. It was yeah, but they're literally but. telling you that from the start. I mean, I'm not I'm not arguing that they didn't do things with the character that they sh- that were cheap and that I, honestly, were unnecessary. I did things I w- with her that were, were straight up offensive, to be completely the, honest. The sh- like, yeah, the, the uh, specifically what I mentioned before that like. You're you're gonna ask someone to not be who they are. Like you're gonna ask someone to kill their father is yeah, equally offensive, like, right? Exactly. I mean, he's and already crossed that road. And, but, but not only that, but the 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 reason why she agreed to it was just to go on a date with him. It's like seriously, dude. Like your dick is not gold, bro. Like yeah, that is that's the, ridiculous. The, the sheer fact that they chose to put a transgender character in the anime that looked like a girl, even though it was a guy is proof positive that they were truly intending to abuse that character for comedy because otherwise they would have just made it a, a character that looked like a guy who wanted to be a girl not... and then they would have treated it seriously and sent them back in time rather than dressing her up in like bikinis and shit for I'm half not, an episode. I'm not disagreeing with the fact that they didn't that they handled it poorly or they didn't handle it as well as they could have. But what I'm trying to say is that compared to a lot of other of these characters with gender identity, or as they're called oftentimes colloquially among fan communities, traps, which I don't necessarily agree with that term, I thought the way they handled her was better than what I've seen in the past. Not good, not what we want to see, but better. Am I using the wrong term? Is is, Is transgender the right term? Yeah. There's, I mean, it depends on yeah, the situation, okay. but it's one of the terms, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I really like the anime. I, I didn't like. I did not like having to watch it in one week. That's a little too much for me. Mm. But I like the anime. We I think it's. We I don't think... have enough time to go on and on forever. Yeah. So I think. <laughs> well, if we jumped back in time, we could do this all over again. Listen, we're already 16 minutes past the two-hour cutoff, I so right, right. I think we need to just accept the fact that we could talk about this for another whole hour and give it a score. Right. I want to hear Kazuo's score first. Oh boy, I think you it's going to be low. That. I think it's going to be the lowest. Okay, score. so here's my thing, and I did briefly want to touch on this. This show is widely regarded as, I mean, it's it's rated as the greatest, an, the the best anime of all time on Anime News Network. I think we can both agree that that's that people need to pump their brakes. I think that's yeah. completely pump absurd. Pump, pump if you look at some of the shows underneath, I mean, literally everything is underneath this show. Everything, which is absurd when you consider that. I mean, um, Spirited Away is like five slots below. I mean, I mean yeah. let's be serious, it's people. It's completely insane. Um, was it a bad show? No. Did it have bad parts uh, or, or things that I... The entire first half was pretty boring. I mean, some of it was, I guess, necessary to get to know the characters. It was slow. It was incredibly but slow. But can I ask you a question? Yeah. 
If you went back and watched the first nine episodes again, do you think that there's a chance that, that things would make more sense and you'd it, get more out of it? It made perfect sense to me. I was at no point in the show was I confused personally. But uh, but you I know, I do agree with Mitsuki though. I think you'd get more out of it looking at it from the perspective of knowing the full timeline. Yeah, may, maybe. I mean, okay. Well. I, so uh, I I did in, enjoy kind of later on with the uh, Groundhog Day thing, and he was trying to fix this. Um, I actually really enjoyed the OVA episode that kind of was the final episode. Um, oh boy, how am I, what am I going to rate this? Okay, I have to. You think. gotta decide this ahead of time. My I man. know. I gotta all just right. give your honest opinion. That's what everybody wants. Okay, um, critically removing my bias, I will give this show three and a half ways to die out of five. Okay, Chucky. I think this show for me suffered a lot from the hype train by the time I got around to choo watching choo. it. Choo, choo, choo. As we said, it's <laughs> choo, choo, choo. <laughs> the hype train right in the face. Um, it, it is overhyped. I'm going to, I'm just going to say it. I don't think this is the best anime in the world. Does it suck? No. Is it better than a lot of the swill we're forced to swallow these yeah. days? Yes. Hell yes. Jesus. It looks so good um, in comparison. Resoundingly. Yes. But it is not game changing anime. I think, I think you can even look from the same past year five period. I don't think it's in the top 10 anime of the five past five years. And I don't think it's even the best time travel anime of the past five years. I think Madoka Makika dealt with the same kind of issues and did it better. The girl who left the, from t the, the girl who left through time is not the past five years, but it's also better. Yeah. <laughs> Madoka Magica, not even the top 50. On this anime news network, you know, <laughs> and and <laughs> I think, makes no sense. <laughs> Let's see if I go to top five hundred if I'll find it. You know, this is this is one of those shows that I understand why people like it, and I think it's great that people like oh. it. And I would rather shows like this again over the crap that we're forced to watch. But all of that being said, it had horrible pacing issues. I feel like in the first half of the show. I mean. Even before I watched it, everyone was saying, yeah, you got to get through the first 12 episodes before it starts getting good. And I'm like, what? You should never have long. to. That's, that is way too long to say. Yeah. That's th Attack on Titan, they were eating people by episode two. Yeah. <laughs> eating, so, eating people. <laughs> so Come on, I, Chiaki, let's go. What's your score? I, you know, I struggle. I, I, I'm, I'm really gonna, struggling. I'm not going to struggle. With this one. But... <laughs> I'm I'm torn between a three and a half and a four. Oh, for God's sake! Um, <laughs> oh, for God. I go bef before this show though. I was leaning toward a four, so I'm just gonna go with my gut, and I'm gonna go with four and a half broken pocket. Or sorry, four and a half. sorry, Whoa, four, <laughs> four broken pocket watches out of five. This is not the best anime ever made. It's um, if it. it the reason why it's number one on these websites is because people that are newer anime fans that are using my anime list are comparing it to crap like Akai Yaksoku, that, you know, and and uh, Fairy Tale. Not 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 that Fairy Tale is terrible, but just like just stuff they're comparing it against stuff that came out in the same couple years. Mm -hmm. And if, if you look at it like that, yeah, Steinsgate looks pretty damn good. But um, I would say Steinsgate doesn't. This doesn't belong in the top fifty anime yeah and that's saying and that's and that's me saying that like the top 50 anime are of all time are all fantastic you know um every single one of the top 50 anime that have ever been made are probably masterpieces they all exist inside the top one percent of all anime ever produced yeah 
But Steins Gate is maybe not one of those. I don't know. But the fact that it was so slow in the beginning just leads me to feel like that. I felt sleepy a lot during the show because there's a hell of a lot of talking in this anime and not a whole lot of action things happening. And it's not really engaging dialogue like Monogatari. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and just say it. Um, that being said, I thought that they did time travel well. I thought it was an interesting sci-fi story. I did enjoy it. Um, I don't normally like time travel stuff, but I did enjoy it. And um, I'm going to give it a four... You got to think about this stuff beforehand, Mitsugi. <laughs> yeah, you think so? I'm going to give it four broken CRTs out of five. All right. You know, I I think I think four three and a half out of five. I think I think that range. If I could split the difference, I would. But I I, I thought about giving it a four and a half. I'm closer to a four and a half than a three and a half. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. But um, I just didn't I didn't think that the show was really quite four and a half. You know, that's what we gave yeah. like. I mean, that's four and a half is like what I would give. Ping four and a half is almost almost perfect. I don't yeah. think I don't think Steins Gate was as good as Ping Pong. Four four it's scraping by with a four in my book. Yeah. So. It was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, if, if I had to watch this over a tap span of time longer than a week, I would have been really confused probably because I'm just not good at this time travel shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would have had to. I would have been thinking about things that happened like two weeks prior, and I just wouldn't have been able to get it. So. We've reached the end of the episode. Might be the longest episode we've ever had. <laughs> I know. Leave it to Steinsgate in the new season. Our in-show trivia question this episode was, what is the name of Kenshin's sword fighting style in the anime Dodoni Kenshin? Hiten Mitsurugi. And if you said Hiten Mitsurugi to yourself or the flying heaven governs horde style. It's actually Hiten Mitsurugi to you. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm so sorry. It's written right there. I wrote I'm not it. looking at it. I just know. It's an, it's an ancient Kenjutsu style from the Sengoku Jidai developed to allow a single samurai to defeat numerous foes single-handedly. Dun, 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 dun. There you go. All right. This was episode 270 of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, the episode that went way too long. Way can, too long. You can find us at aaapodcast.com iTunes, don't forget to drop us a rating on iTunes, especially if you like us. Facebook.com forward slash Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast and Twitter.com forward slash AAA Podcast or at AAA Podcast. And where we broadcast live every Sunday at 4 p.m. EST or 9 p.m. GST or G, sorry, GMT <laughs> on YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash AAA Podcast. But if you can remember, AAAPodcast.com. You can find links to all of those other things. And speaking of YouTube, thank you to those of you who joined us live for the er, for the YouTube broadcast. I'm all over the place with this closing. I'm like, you stream and back in the... Tubes and streams. Tubes and, and streams and you. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining on the live show. It was a pleasure as always. Peace out. Take care.